Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, good morning. Hello and welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro, Adam Peacock, Nick Davis. Davo, how Present. are you? Good morning. Yes. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How was your week of being a professional? Well, <laughs> I won't call you a professional golfer, no. but a golfer. <laughs> when you, someone tells you they're going to do something and you sort of just wait for updates. During the, you mustn't have played very well because no. I got zero updates for your golf. We'll put it this way. By the end of the week, I was down the local golf, golf shop ordering for, a new club. Looking for the... <laughs> Get the tailor-made TP5s. I couldn't control... SEN's own TP5s. You right there? (laughs) I couldn't control... How many of those have you paid for? (laughs) Gibbo, morning. You're back. G'day, Adam. You missed last week. How was it? Oh, Melbourne is so good. I would definitely live there in a heartbeat if I didn't support that. Off your trot. Silly sport down there. (laughs) But no, Melbourne's good. I went to the wave pool. I actually tuned into the show for a bit of it as well, just to check up everything. The Nate Miles interview? The Nate Miles Miles interview. I I would, look. Okay. Speak now or forever. I showed you guys the messages during that day that there was a bit of confusion around a person. He said, all good, thanks. Yep. And where there's no comma, it was hard for me to differentiate whether or not that meant he's in or he's out. I'm all good, thanks. No thanks, or I'm in. And and then so I thought, okay, look, I need to be a little pushy here. So that's when I continually (laughs) asked him, oh, okay, so um, I wouldn't ask this generally, oh, what are you up to these days? Like, I I wouldn't ask that question. I'll just say the boys, just so I can put it in the interview notes. And then he replies to that message saying, oh, you know, whatever he's up to there. It was a bit days. of banter. It was a yeah, bit of banter. Bit of banter. And, and it was like, okay. I'd, I I'd ordinar- ordinarily, I'd blame you. Yeah. But what absolves you, and I'm going to out Nate Miles here, he goes, he said to you, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home dad. We ring him when you're not here to do the call, and he goes, no, nah, mate, I can't chat. I'm at work. <laughs> no. Nah, and sorry. As, as you know, Big Adam, yeah, no, nah, early yeah, no, nah, for <laughs> Nate Miles. <laughs> Yeah, I I've look, got heaps. I don't. And I take <laughs> use them now. I take pride in the fact that when someone says they're going to come on, they yep. come on. So, yep. Unfortunately, you know, my favourite Bulldogs and Rooster player now is Willie Mason. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so what we've done, you know, when you have a situation like that and you've got a bit flamboyant and it all falls over and yeah. everything like, we've just gone back to safety. We're just going to get th- try and get through our next set of six. So we've gone real safe this week. We've got Sowie yeah, on to talk that. about the Anzac Day clash with our. Weekly legend who's played for two clubs involved in a match we're going to have on SEN. We've been the one from today. We're going to look forward to the Anzac Day Clash. So, so he's going to join us a bit later on. We'll have a laugh with him, Megan McLaren, who's up there playing at the Australian Women's Classic. Uh, we're going to catch up with her. That is taking place at Bonville 
at the moment. Uh, Jamie Tuttle, who big weekend in Super Rugby because they've got their magic round, if you want to call it that. It's all games in the one location or as many as they can have uh, down at Amy Park in Melbourne. He's a Melbourne Rebels halfback. Halfbacks are always, you know, up and about if you want to use a Melbourne term. So we'll uh, catch up with him a bit later on. Trent Cochin, we've got him lined up as well. The Richmond captain up here in Sydney, maybe not a huge name, but down there in Melbourne, it's like, oh, you got Trent Cochin on. So we'll just pretend we're in Melbourne and <laughs> pick ourselves up this week. We won't be talking about the uh, what we might get to in yeah, no, with the um, the free kicks happening in oh, AFL. What's but doing there? He's actually uh, part of a, a really cool program um, to do with primary schools and getting across good messages uh, to kids. Koch is lo- uh, working with Ash Barty and also Sam Willoughby in that space. So looking forward to him. Uh, Lenny Lawler, we think he's lined up. Hopefully if he's not on his Toro mower in the backyard, Mowing away, he's our lawn expert, self-confessed lawnatic, and Lord Tristan Merlihan a bit later on. Before we get going with the scoreboard, the front page of the Daily Telegraph, Nick Davis, great work, Shark. He wants back in. He, he wants, wants to, in. He wants to play the Open at the age of 67 at the British Open, I'm talking about, at St Andrews. Now, if there's one course at a 67-year-old who can hit it straight, might be okay at St Andrews because it's not the longest golf course. It's not Carnoustie, for instance. True. Geez, you can't stay away from the news at the moment, old Sharky. What's he's, happening? He's watched his own doco, has he? And thought, I want, I want in. He was hitting him okay in that doco. He was hitting him okay. The 30 for 30, it's on ESPN and KO and all that at the moment. If you haven't seen it, it's well worth a look because it's basically watching a man torture himself by watching his worst ever moment on a golf course. So it's hard to look away from. But yeah. He handled it pretty well. He did. He, he did handle it well. And the one thing that you forget is how he was – the big name, so he lost 96, 97 is Tiger, and then it was the gone. golf world goes to Another, Tiger. Yeah. But it was Greg there for, like, for that period. The early so 90s, then, yeah, that period when, yeah. He Jack had that, to Greg, and then it was some Nick Faldo, but he was the he was the man in, in golf. He, it kind of gets lost with time about how good he was. 1986, he led every single major after three rounds. That's very hard to do. It's it is. almost harder to only win one of them, unfortunately. <laughs> Which is even harder to do. It's hard to do. Yeah, like he got, I mean, yeah, a few a few things in his control he didn't take care of, a few things out of his control he didn't take care of. But he's a polarizing character and he remains as polarizing as ever right now because yeah. of his attachment to the I think he's in that. He wasn't in the, in the docker, though. He was pretty, he wasn't too polar. Well, I think he, he owned up to it. I think, though, the, do you know when you... Like the right going right 50 metres into the crowd. He was like, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. that was not a... That was not good. That was not one of my best shots coming up 18 and then left going left on 16 into the into the water. You're like, oh, yeah, again, not one of my finest but shots. But did you not get a feeling watching the doco that... But he didn't try and blame anyone else. No, he didn't try and blame anyone else, but the, it was like, you know when you're in primary school and you hit a mate and you punch him really hard yeah. and the mate goes, no, didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. There was I an element that. of that. I get that. I do get yeah. Which is fair enough. I mean, emotionally. And then then they made him walk around the club room where all the – oh, they're cool. They have the champion's dinner every year. <laughs> the one that I can't go to. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> oh, cool. There's a green jacket. The one that I can't wear that I had one arm in. Yeah. I was texting – I was speaking to the Lord during well, – we watch, I was watching the doco and he was going to watch it too. And it's all well and good to say that, but while he was sitting on his 200-foot yacht – it's pretty easy to. <laughs> He's done well. In it's pretty easy to say. Oh, look! I probably wouldn't know where the green jacket was. Yeah, 
but it would. It, it would have been something there. And who knows what his career or whatever could have been. But he said it wouldn't have been any different. So if he tees it up at St Andrews, good luck to him. Yeah. He's probably right in the fact that his life is no different. He's just got an extra coat in the wardrobe. If he gets cold, he puts on another jacket. <laughs> exactly. Not green. But it's pretty impressive. Like for whatever you think of Greg Norman, he's got some serious detractors. Um the bloke who wears the bandana who writes for the Sydney Morning Herald, he hates him. He, he loves writing about him. It's an interesting dynamic, that, that you hate so much someone so much that you can't stop writing about them. But right. he – to be that good at one thing is something, but to be that good at two things, i.e. business, business and golf, it's just extraordinary. The so. business, the golf courses, mm. it was the – Is he a good designer, golf courses? Yeah. He's got the – What's the one up in the Hunter Valley? The Vintage. He's got a few down in Melbourne. Yeah. No, they're everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Just on the the golf as well, we might as well tick that off. Um, Leishman and Smith are, what are they, five off? Six off the lead at that uh, joint event in New Orleans after uh, the second round. To the footy last night, and remember that uh, SEN every week will broadcast four games, including the Cowboys taking on the Titans later today, and two matches on Anzac Day, starting with that big one at the SCG with the Roosters and St. George Illawarra, and Nick Kickcatch Davis will be off to Roosters training after. Will be. Jeez, they wouldn't want to start like they did uh, against the Warriors in this Anzac Day clash. Nicholas, a bit scratchy early on. Hang on a second. (laughs) <laughs> Hang on a second. Are you going to bring up Thursday night by any chance? Hang on a second. Yeah. Go. Go. 30 seconds. Your time starts. Hang on a second. Now. Yeah. 30 now. <laughs> Would you like to go and help Look, them out with their start? Last you, time I checked, it was 8 6. You know, Shark Park. That, well. Yeah, if there's a. That was a 32 point breeze. Well, it must have dropped off by. Ten points in the second half. Wasn't anyway. helped by the fact that the guy, who, the, the big fellow with the number four on his back, looked like he had a spinnaker on no, his back. Didn't he play. Oh my goodness! As if you had, if you were playing, and the, the super coach people out there that love super, as if you had, didn't have him and your old mate that you're playing against has got Sifadalikai, mm. or if he's the captain, you'd be like, oh wow. Yeah, that was impressive. It Even was impressive. It was, the it was hard to watch, but it was very impressive. I throw up to you, and you were like, nah. You swap the coin toss around and manly run down breeze in the first half. Well, depends if game Mor- changes. Depends if Morgan Harper's trying to defend uh, Talakai with breeze. Cherry Evans uh. making his own decisions inside him. I say you swap the coin toss and manly run down breeze. They win. Possibly, possibly. But the the cold hard fact is that Cronulla got more points out of the breeze than Manly did. So, well, if Andrew Davy dives on that ball instead of trying to pick it up and then hurting his shoulder, we probably win the game. We. Yeah, we. They. <laughs> they. None of this I'll, I'll, they. I'll, I'll support. They. No, it's we. They. It's they. I'm here to tell you it's they. I'm here to tell you <laughs> that I don't base my <laughs> allegiance on where I'm getting a paycheck from. Where yeah, do I? <laughs> yeah, right. Last night, Brisbane uh, ran over the top of Canterbury. Jeez, they put on a clinic late on and Adam Reynolds. Um, yeah. Very good. <laughs> it's no surprise, especially to South fans. Uh What's all over the news this morning is a bit of a Mike Tyson event in the uh, in the crowd. <laughs> so who who got it more wrong? The dude behind Mike Tyson on the plane who was annoying the world's angriest man while drunk in business class and Mike turns around and, you know, dusts him up a little? Or the dude who yells out in the Anzac Day moment of silence and, uh, yeah, 
got, two, got what was coming. Two schools of thought here. There's <laughs> two. Yeah, you can't yell. But I've got the. I'm saving a yeah now later on. But you can't be yelling out during the uh, during no. the last post. And there were two. That's beyond a yeah now. That's just. And it's probably the bloke in the crowd. And look, you can't have violence, and you can't be going around flogging people in the crowd. But he copped a flush one, old mate, in the Broncos jersey, <laughs> and got rocked back. The second one was. And, and then he probably should have said, "Okay, yep, fair enough." But he, then he went back and then copped another one. Yep. <laughs> flush. And then it was on. And then he went to Uppercutville. Yeah. Just went bang, bang, Which, bang, bang. We can't, be, we, we can't be flogging people in the crowd. But at least he didn't try and heckle Mike Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> and he got oh, – and he can't say he got – yeah, he can. He got what he deserved, mate. You can't. Is it, don't be a pest. So this is where social media is good because you wake up in the morning and you think oh, – what are we going to talk sometimes about? Sometimes you're a bit unsure what of yourself. What are we going to talk about? No, sometimes you're a bit unsure of yourself. Oh. Then you look on there and you go, you know what? I'm further away from being the world's dumbest person. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Man, that was ridiculous. Uh, GWS fell to St Kilda. What's going on with GWS, Nick? Uh, Can't bag them too much because you work for the Swans. and that'll No, be seen it's, as... not, it's not bagging them. It's, um, it's yeah, their list is just... Two years ago, whatever, maybe three years ago, they were in the grand final, and I think their list is just going through a bit of a rebuild. One always, five. They've always struggled in sort of the ruck position. Shane Mumford's made 28,000 comebacks. Um, yeah, one and five is not good with a coach out of contract. Um, it, 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 goes, it all bodes for a real messy. It's not good for Leon, is it? It's Leon not, Cameron? It, it's not, and it, it, look, it, it might not be his fault. It might be his fault. I'm yeah. not sure, but um, it, it just... It's pretty easy for AFL journalists to um, to draw a pretty clear narrative there. By the way, what, what about your man Mark Robbo Robinson down in Herald Sun? He he basically said Dustin Martin is Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's another year. Like we got yeah, now's littered. We're spoilt for choice. He wrote like 800 words comparing Dustin Martin to Michael Jordan about how good he is in the sport, and he is the AFL's Dustin Mar- uh, Michael Jordan, and blah blah. Why, why the learn? need to compare? Why the need to compare? Ah, can we can we have a yeah, segment? We'll, we'll workshop this through the week. The need to compare segment, something like that. We'll name it something. And out people for comparing people for the sake of comparing people because <laughs> they for, can't think of something but you're right, better. It is for the sake of it. Oh my goodness! Anyway, uh, rugby union, Gibbo, this is where you come in. Uh, the Waratahs got close to the Chiefs. They had a few things against them last night. Amy Park, this is their big Super Rugby round down there. All games. I don't know what Amy Park's going to look like by the time we get to Anzac Day in the rugby league match, but that's by the by. Waratahs close enough, but not quite good enough. Yeah, the, the Waratahs were down to 13 men within the first 20 minutes. Uh, they copped a red card two minutes into the match. Angus Bell. Was that one of those 20-minute red cards? Yeah, so I think they changed it last year. So red cards yeah. now are 20 minutes. A lot of people are against it because the advantage doesn't go for the whole game, but it brings that team in, which last night were the Waratahs. Is... With that red card, is it like if it's really serious, can it be like, no, you, you I, I can't. I think it's a flat out 20 minutes. It's a minutes. flat out 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, because in I reckon rugby, there should be tiered. Yeah. Well, in rugby union at the moment, they've had a lot of high contact stuff. So yeah. you know how we had the blitz last year in the NRL, in the rugby union, what they have done internationally too is players are getting red carded. Uh, the, the result was a little bit misleading because the Chiefs are without most of their top line stars. Yep. Uh, the Waratahs, yeah, they got... they. 
blew like a 30-point lead in the end. It got close around half time. The Waratahs scored four or so unanswered tries, but the Chiefs were far too good. And it's pretty important this weekend because if all the Aussie teams get smashed, interest in the Super Rugby goes down, which is already, you well, know, look, what, it's not up there. What did you say? Super Rugby, the interest <laughs> is going to go down. <laughs> oh, okay. And the Chiefs won, my team won. Well, your team and also the Waratahs, I'm sure you have some sort of allegiance there because you know are... my allegiance. Did you just do a Grandpa Simpson nap for three minutes or something? No, it was on you? purpose. It was, the, it was a joke. But look, anyway, so there's, there's still four <laughs> games to go this weekend. Uh, hopefully the Reds are probably the best chance against the Hurricanes. They've been the form team for Super Rugby Australia. But from a rugby point of view, let's just hope some of the Aussie teams get some win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Drua, unfortunately, oh no, they will play this afternoon against the Blues. It's the Pacifica team, unfortunately. They've, Western Force went down with COVID, so yes, they have to can the game. I mean, it's why couldn't there be a team to play Moana Pacifica? There's a team somewhere. Let's get a Barbarians team together. Someone well, drawing a crowd. Victorian Shoot Shield would have started a couple of weeks ago. Someone would have been able to play him, and, and it's the fans that that would have brought in yeah, as exactly. well. But look, opportunity lost. Hurricanes, uh, Kiwi team based in Wellington, take on the Reds later on tonight, Queensland Reds. And then tomorrow it's the Highlanders, ACT Brumbies. I refuse to call them just Brumbies and all that. It's, yeah, And the uh, Canterbury Crusaders tomorrow against the Melbourne Rebels. Uh, NBL, catch every game live on ESPN with KO. Uh, Perth Wildcats, 77. Illawarra Hawks, 82. Hawks, Gorge, he's the man, coaching his 800th NBL Ooh. match, 18th win of the season. Wildcats need to beat the Phoenix on Sunday to avoid missing out on a 36th, 36, that is, consecutive playoff appearance. And the Jack Jumpers. They win. Unfortunately, they play tonight, so they know no hope. Oh. <laughs> they don't play on a Friday. The Tasmania Jack Jumpers uh, taking on Melbourne United at 5.30 and later Cairns Taipans play the Brisbane Bullets. Catch every game of the biggest NBL season yet live on ESPN, streamed on KO. Last night, the A-League, one of Nick's other favourite sports. Uh, MacArthur won Melbourne victory four. So a big win for oh, Melbourne victory. So wow. three, three Melbourne clubs. Uh, the one, A-League two, fans that watch that would be just so tired from standing up and clapping <laughs> five goals. Usually, wow. Nick, usually, Nick, I'll jump on the back of your Do anti-A-League and football, but I was actually in here working on that game, and it was quite exciting. I'm glad I watched my first watch A-League game two weeks 800 games of soccer finals. over the weekend and tell me how you go. But is it uh, Felimo? The, the, one of the uh, Melbourne Victory stars, he's a young star, killed it. Played soccer, it starts with an F, Felimo. Felami. Ben Felami. He's unreal. Mm. Yeah, he's a good They've got some good, young, exciting players in the victory. Yeah, and the good thing about that sport is if you're good at it in this country – that you can go to another part of the world and play it and get paid for it. An- another part of the world? Yeah. There's another part of the world? There's another part of the Victoria, world. Victoria, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> no. oh. North of the Murray River and west of maybe Adelaide, Yeah, well, maybe across the Perth, there's another world outside that's, of all That's that. unbelievable, Adam. It's incredible. Unbelievable. You can catch the rest of the A-League and all the fantastic football on the uh, world game with Tom Hill and all those guys on Tuesday night. Back to, and we'll now go back to our normal programming. (laughs) The Australian Women's Classic on now at Bonville. And you can watch it live on Fox Sports and KO midway through uh, round two. Rain stop play yesterday. England's Megan McLaren tops the leaderboard eight under par 67. That's good going around Bonville. Uh, That's good. Not hitting too many into the big pines there. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's a uh, hit. As in that is a swear word. Uh, You go, what what is it again? (laughs) Hit. (laughs) Hits the tree, 
Swear word. Yeah. The great combo. NBA. How's your uh, multi looking, by the way? You went all the favourites, didn't you? You said it's going to be a two-week multi. I think it's going to be a little bit longer than a two-week week multi. <laughs> I looked at it. It looked down this morning. The Nets it's are game in game three in some of these yeah. things. We're going to have to wait till no, like... no, no. no, next week. The Nets are in trouble. The Celtics yes. might be too good, and Sowie will be able to talk to us about that. The Bulls were good. Won all against the uh, the Bucks. Yeah. They're looking good back at home today. After the break on the Mowers Club, we're going to be tell you, uh, telling you about how you can win this magnificent Toro oh. prize pack. And magnificent oh. is putting it lightly. Back in a moment. Visit toromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. A couple of texts on the text line, 0457 736 736. Hey, look, the dogs are on, Tari and Shepparton. <laughs> Imagine that. Taking your dog for a walk to the actual Greyhound race and then go home for breakfast. <laughs> go and have some brekkie. Far out. Racing Shepparton. <laughs> Morning, mowers. Greg from Gundagai here. G'day, Greg. Uh, Mel Meninga is dead set kidding himself by saying that DCE is the favourite to retain the Australian halfback jersey. I'll tell you one thing, Nathan Cleary would have handled Talakai a lot better than DCE. Cleary is not afraid to put his body on the line. He can hit... Uh, message to Mal, there are two aspects to the game, attack and defence. DCE was dead set scared to go anywhere near Talakai. Well, I wouldn't go that far because he was trying his best. But I, even I, as a Manly fan, would say that Nathan Cleary is the best halfback in the competition at the moment. Yes, I agree with that. I do agree with that text. Uh, Peaks and Davo, I love the shark doco as well. At one point, his face looked so anguished, it was like he was being forced to watch an A-League game. Good on you, Matt. <laughs> well, thanks, Matt. Good on you, Matt. Good stuff, Matt. He loves giving it to the A-League, Matt. But, but the more you talk about something that you hate, well, it's a bit like the kid in year three telling the girl that he hates him really deep down, loves him. I don't know about that. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I think you love A-League football. Uh, I uh, Toro. I love this. 100 years of innovation. So tell us about this, Nick. What? I love Toro. What? Like, Gibbo, what's, what's happening? We've got this massive prize pack that's up for grabs. How do people get involved? So the key information here is toromowers.com.au. Got there. Toromowersclub.com.au. Toromowersclub. Yes. Toromowersclub.com.au. So there's one, <coughs> 10 prize packs to be won. The mm-hmm. first prize, which is times two, is a brand new mower. Obviously the shirt and the hat. Yep. Then the second prize, there's a blower, the shirt and the hat. There's four to be won, mm. and then there's just multiple prize packs to be won, which is the merch. So if you want to look as splendid as the boys in here, mm. you can go in there. So what you have to do, upload a picture or a video of your lawn and tell Toro in 25 words or less how your Toro mower has helped you, has helped make your lawn the walk of the town. Talk of the town. <laughs> okay. And if you don't own a Toro mower, you can tell us in 25 words or less why a Toro mower would help you take your lawn status to that next level. Why you want to level up your lawn game with Toro. So mowersclub.com, toromowersclub.com.au. That's where you go. We're going to point everyone towards that on our socials. It's a feral prize. 
Saturday morning, Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro. Uh, Rooster Man on the text line, 0457 736 736. I was about to go and mow the lawn, but I fell asleep during the soccer discussion. Thank you, Rooster Man. <laughs> hey. You should really no. hit up your local medical practitioner because that is a problem because the soccer discussion lasted about 20 seconds. So I feel for Rooster Man. He might have sleep apnea or something He's like that. He's awake now, Rooster Man. So He's... get on to torromowersclub.com.au and enter Rooster Man. We are off to... A bit of news. And on the other side of the news, Jamie Sauer is going to join us, our weekend legend on the Mowers Club, ahead of uh, an NRL game involving two clubs that said person played for. Sowie, of course, played for the Roosters and the Dragons, ahead of the Anzac Day Clash on Monday. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Before our next guest, another text on the text line, 0457 736 736. Football is the world game. A lot better than that AFL crap. Go back to Victoria. Swan suck. <laughs> There's no name on that. Well, there wouldn't be, would there? Yeah. It's not your daughter, is it? It's the world game. It's the world game because it's easy to play. You don't have to pick it up. You don't have to throw it. You don't have to tackle anyone. Anyone can play it in the world. That's why it's the world game. Keep going and you're going to get another don't Twitter do poll. another Twitter poll, mate, because well, it just annoys me. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> no, I don't want a Twitter poll. If it annoys you, I'm happy. <laughs> exactly. Jamie Sauer joins us right now, uh, our weekly legend from a uh, a man who's had a career at uh, two clubs, for instance, and Jamie played for both the Roosters and the Dragons, who play on Monday. You can catch the game live on SEN, the Anzac Day Clash from the SCG. Uh, coverage starting at three. Joel Kane, Brett Kamali, and Timmy Manor with the call of that one. And Jamie joins us right now. Sowie, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Adam. Uh, nice to see you did your research. I played Penrith as well. I can see yeah. why people are interested uh, in the world game. And that sounds like a Geelong fan for you, Dickie, saying the swan suck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I just want to talk to you. I'm not hearing the bounce of the basketball in the background, my friend. I know you've got a big game coming up tomorrow. Yeah, you don't need to bounce to the basketball when you're going to take Jimmy Smith's head off. Um, <laughs> it'll be aggressive line speed. bit like Steve Maddai. I know Adam Peacock will relate to this. bit like Steve Maddai, early 08. Um, yeah, well, just that first five minutes. No, but it's a, it's a big day for the for the Kings. Obviously, they're going well this year, and we're all happy with um, you know where we're sitting on the ladder. But the Starlight Foundation, you know, such an amazing charity to be a part of. Uh, I was on the winning side, you're on the losing side, which was good. Um, so now we've had to um, yeah, go again. I get to play with Nick Kyrgios, which is probably one of the best things I'll ever do um, inside of being a fan. And hanging out with me. Um, yeah, $1.01 uh, photo with the great man tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can. I, I, I once saw a dog jump at about 99 cents uh, in New Zealand. So that'll be me. Uh, losing money to put it on. Um, and and we, I think two things to do tomorrow: get a photo with the great man, and just throw him an assist. As long as he can score off one of my passes, I'll be able to tell everyone that I passed the ball to Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, because uh, because you want the double tag, you want him to have that on his socials, and then you just run off. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, bruising moment coming. <laughs> Bruce played against Nick, and um, yeah, uh, Sowie, um Try and get him in. Uh, try and get him down in the low post because he can't be beaten there. He's a big, big unit, and he'll just back his way in. Put the uh, the reverse beep beep, and yeah, defender in trouble. Um, mate, this Monday 
So Anzac yep. Day, you played in six of them, my research tells me, and you had a damn good success rate there, some very good moments. It's a little bit extra than just two regular competition points, correct? Yeah, it is, uh, Adam. It's you know, finals-type um, atmosphere. Yeah, it's a lot of build-up to the game. And the players, uh, also, so many people have sacrificed their lives and, and fought to be able to put us in this position. So... Um, yeah, it is really a special day. I remember playing in my first one. I think it was at the um, at the Olympic Stadium, actually, which was a bit unusual that year. We played there, and we had a jets fly over, and it was something that I'd never experienced before. And then, you know, as the years went on, and we got more success, um, playing that one in 2012, where we won in the last couple of minutes. Um, you know, it is so being trained all week. It's actually we're a bit head to head this week, me and Dicky, because. Um, he's obviously working in tight with the Roosters and they're catching and, and kicking and all that stuff. And I'm going head-to-head uh, head with him with my role at the Dragons. So I'm looking for the text on Monday night and him uh, dropping off a, finally my shirt and a, a couple of beers. I haven't got the Mowers shirt for you. It is at home. It is at home. But, Sarah, in the Anzac Day, was there? can you remember a... Uh, a pre-game or a speech from a coach or any sort of moment where a coach might have brought in someone that that, that served or, or someone currently in the armed services where they're able to talk about their experience and you're like, man, look, hopefully in our lifetime, the, the closest we get to, to war is running out on the uh, on the AFL or the rugby league field. Yeah, I think well, most years we had someone come in and speak. I remember Brownie's speech actually before my first one. I was passionate about his family and what went to him. And it was the only time I'd sort of been a little bit rattled before kickoff where I wasn't sort of uh, in my own head preparing. Uh, it was actually really one of the best speeches that I've had, you know, from uh, pre-game with, with such, you know, so, um, but yeah, most, most people, uh, most weeks you would get someone come in Anzac week and talk about you know, what it meant to them and mateship and camaraderie and, and how you, they were able to fight through it. And when you put it all in perspective that, you know, um, whatever you're playing, if you're lucky enough to play sport, you know, amateur or professional, when you lose, you think the world's ending. Um, you know, you put it all in perspective that these people were, you know, and still do go over and fight and protect so that we can do that. Yeah, Mexico sort of sit back and go, well, yeah, maybe I need to just keep moving here, but um, it, it is a special round. I think, you know, the way that the Roosters and Dragons have done it, now Melbourne and the Warriors, and then uh, Collingwood and, and Essendon, I think, on, on Sunday as well, is such a big basketball. Hey, um, Sarah, I don't know if you could just uh, adjust your positioning a little oh, bit. You, uh, you sound. I like... haven't moved. I'm standing on. I'm standing on one leg outside in the undies. <laughs> I haven't moved. <laughs> it's pretty impressive when and you think about it. Not a good sight. Not a good sight. <laughs> no, you're just uh, you're just breaking up a little bit, unfortunately. Um, just to, the movement between uh, clubs for yourself, Roosters, Dragons. You mentioned, of course, that you had some time out at the uh, the foot of the mountains. Um, going from Roosters to Dragons, the characteristics between those two places? Yeah, well, I was still a young pup at the Roosters. Is that better? Have you got me now? Yep, gotcha. perfect. Yeah. So I was still a young pup at the Roosters, and they'd made three grand finals. So, um, you know, when I came in, there was a lot of expectation, and I probably didn't know how to handle that. And, you know, I remember what the first 50 games or 30 games I played at the Roosters, I'd I'd hate to watch it back because I'd have no idea what I was doing. But uh, when I went to the Dragons, I went there for an opportunity and then 
under Wayne, everything changed. Everything became clearer for me. So, um, yeah, we had some good success there at the Dragons. And I think, you know, I was allowed to be myself within the Dragons, um, you know, because they were chasing that elusive premiership. And they'd had great sides between 05 and 06 that probably, if you put down on paper, were way better than the ones we had um, 09, 10. But um, the thing that I loved about those sides is that, you know, we didn't need the, the big names. We just came together as a team. So... Um, yeah, I sort of accelerated my learning and then yeah, spent some time out of Penrith. But I think those years under Wayne uh, taught me a lot and I find myself reaching back to some of that now, um, now that I'm in the coaching world. Yeah, and um, how did the how was the debrief from the uh, from the grand final, mate? Obviously, look, a great thing. And again, you say, talk about put things into perspective. You go, oh, when you lose on grand final day, yeah, it's it's the end of the world. But when you look holistically at the season, you must be proud of what you're able to do. Yeah, sort of, um, yeah, privately told a few people that I'd prepared myself either way. Uh, when his team's winning and they're losing, if the roller coaster's too high and that gap of, you know, what consistency looks like as a coach, then you find yourself on the roller coaster with them. So, we had two losses this year, once against the Broncos and once against uh, in the grand final. And I found myself being prepared for those moments because I'm not a player anymore where I can go and sulk and blame the ref or, you know, worry about my game individually. I've got to worry about the, the 24 girls in the dressing room. So um, I'd prepared myself mentally either way. It was hard. Um, but, yeah, I think just being up there and soaking it all in and had a few beers um, on Monday... Uh, with my wife and her sister and that, and we talked about it. And, you know, I'm probably more excited than ever to get back into coaching um, because of that experience. And now I get the chance to see if I can learn from that and, and if I'm going to be a long-term coach or if I'm just a flash in the pan. So um, I'm mentally, mentally prepared. It was it sucks, but, you know, when you put it all in perspective of what people have gone through, like we said with Anzac Day on Monday, um, it's actually really not that bad. So... Um, plus, we've all got kids, you know, coming home to the girls. Indiana reminded me for about three days straight that we'd lost. Um, <laughs> she said, the Dragons lost, didn't they, Daddy? I said, yes, baby. And she goes, Daddy's not happy. I said, no, baby. I said, Indiana, it's Wednesday. Can you let it go, please? <laughs> um, but I think, you know, like the best thing I'll ever do is, is be a father to these girls and, you know, winning and losing grand finals. It, hopefully it happens for the next five years. And if we have to lose a couple um, to win one, then, then that's what it takes. But, yeah, it was it was a pretty cool experience, Dickie. And, you know me, I am wear my heart on my sleeve. So it, it was um, hard to prepare like that, that if we did lose, I needed to be a role model and, and a leader because the club still needed me to represent it well. And, you know, we've got another season coming up soon. Exactly. And speaking of your coaching, uh, you've been named the assistant coach to Kylie Hilda at the New South Wales Sky Blues. Yeah, it's a huge honour. Um, Kylie rang me and interviewed me for the job and you know, I got the opportunity to, to just express to her, one, my passion for the women's space, um, but also I think you know, the bulk of the, the squad that she's had before and the Dragons players, you know, she, she checked in with them about my style and, and mm. stuff like that. So um, it's a huge honour to be able to represent uh, New South Wales as a player and now as an assistant coach to Kylie and um, yeah, we've already started being hard at work um, for the last couple of weeks and getting everything ready. So, again, it's going to be another great experience. I get to go down to Canberra. What a beautiful place Canberra is. Um, 
to be to be there back back in my hometown. But um, it won't be cold at all in June. Luckily, I'll be in the coach's box, and or hopefully. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> no, you're on the back. You're on the sideline. <laughs> you're on the sidelines. Side hey, last one, Sowie. Uh, looking ahead to Monday. So Dragons get that win last week against Newcastle. Uh, Roosters sluggish start against the Warriors, but got it done in the end. Uh, which way do you see it going? And can you imagine Zach Lomax? Uh, maybe picking on Jared Wurra Hargraves and doing what he did to Tyson Frizzell. Honestly, like, can I can I say one thing about Zach? Like, he is the most, you know, he's he's out there, but he's yeah, a really cool cat to be around. And yeah, you know, I've never seen anyone work harder at his craft than what Zach has done. And that moment of madness will always haunt him. A bit like GI fending me off in '09. Yeah, you can't get rid of it. It's going to be on YouTube. Uh, people are going to people are going to bring it up everywhere, but. Um, you know, sometimes those you win when you lose and you lose when you win for Zach. So um, this week, you know, we've prepared really well as a club. You know, we understand the importance of this game and we know how dangerous the Roosters are. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a tight game. And, you know, Dickie will back me up. You know, these games, the form line means absolutely nothing coming into it. Um, yeah, we just needed to win last week. Carl Pong was on fire. We did that in front of our home crowd. Now it's time to, to keep it rolling and hopefully we get it done on Monday. Fair enough. Well said. Just a quick one, mate. Text from from the text line. Boys, can you ask Sowie, would he like to be an NRL coach in the future? Oh, I keep saying no because um, I don't know if I've got the stress levels for it. I was pretty intense for three months. <laughs> um, do it for I, 12 I, months. I, I don't know. Like I've always said no because I want to experience life a little bit. Um and I think that that's probably where I'm at at the moment. You know, let me just get my feet a bit more wet and, and see what happens. I'm loving being an assistant to Hetty and, and working with the back five. But, yeah, I don't want to rush things here and be burnt out and, you know, um, yeah, looking like I'm 50 when I'm only 38. So. Yep. Know the feeling. Uh, Sowie, thank you, mate. Really appreciate. Uh... You're a good sort. You're not bad for your age. I'm telling you, I'm watching you on Instagram. You still kick the ball, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my head that's the problem. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's Sowie, why you get married. <laughs> that's why I'm on radio. Uh, Sowie, thank you, <laughs> mate. Um, really appreciate the time this morning. Enjoy. Uh, Play the, well tomorrow, mate. Monday. Play well. And, yeah, sink threes for fun. Yeah, I don't, I'll be passing the ball and take Jimmy Smith's head off. I told you that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've got to know your role. Uh, Jamie Sowie, cheers, mate. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Uh, off to a quick break on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro. Visit toromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. And all thanks to Toro, powered by 100 years of innovation. Nick and Gibbo, I'm just a bit confused. A couple of weeks ago when Gibbo was in here, it became a, a brucing off, basically. So brucing is when you put yourself into the conversation unnecessarily so when you rain on someone else's parade by mentioning trying one upmanship basically trying to one up with oh, i met this person i know this person and it can have many forms can it not forgive me if i'm wrong here but so brucing came about when bruce McAvaney announced his retirement from the channel 7 and the afl yeah to just focus on Olympic store gift. Correct Horse weight. racing, blah, Correct blah, blah. Correct weight. So the people that were there posting photos of themselves with Bruce. Mm. So hijacking Bruce's 
yeah. farewell for their own personal social media gain. I, I think the key word is leveraging. Leveraging is the Leverage. word. That is the key word that leveraging. defines this all. Okay. Brucing. I think I've found an ultimate brucing. Sir Nick Faldo, as he calls himself on Twitter, which is fair <laughs> enough. He's earned his knighthood. Sir Nick Faldo, the golfer. Happy 96th birthday to Her Majesty the Queen. The honour of a knighthood remains my proudest moment, and it's got a photo of Nick being knighted with the sword on the shoulder. Is that ultimate brucing, Nick Davis? Yeah, because it's that's ultimate brucing. <laughs> ultimate. And the fact that we're talking about the Greg Norman and we don't like Nick Sir Nick Faldo anyway, that's ultimate brucing. <laughs> Did you have one that you were going to throw up, Adam? Was that? Uh, yeah, I was at a uh, a football game. Sorry to bring up the world game, Nick. Um, and Novak Djokovic happened to be there in the next box. And my erstwhile colleague, who will remain nameless, uh, looked over <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "I said, oh look, there's Novak Djokovic." And he goes, "Yeah, so what? Has he ever played at Wembley?" <laughs> it's like. Oh. Is, it, so is, that, then, uh, is that brucing? No, that's that, not that shifts into A grade. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because the, the lines could be easily blurred. Yeah. Like one-upmanship. That felt like to me a bit of one-upmanship. It was bloody funny. I couldn't stop laughing when he said it because the way he delivered it was actually – it was along the lines of self-deprecation. It wasn't totally like I'm arrogant and things like that. But was, the so prime, that's A grade. The yeah. prime example of owning it, pretty funny. it and it, it being funny was yeah. Bozzer a couple of weeks ago with Dwight York. Now, and I feel like if you get to a certain level like Bozza, you can Bruce because these people are your friends. Mm. Whereas, like, if it's me and I'm, you know, taking photos with some footy player, yep. you know, we're on different levels. It's a one-off. It's a one-off photo and you don't really know the person. You've had a photo with them and you just... So oh, happy retirement, Breeze. Our, our mate, Sowie, who you mentioned, is a dollar one to get a photo of Nick Kyrgios tomorrow. Absolutely. So if Kyrgios then goes to Wimbledon and wins four matches in a row and then Sowie in June or July. Post a photo post of him at photo. the basketball. Brucing. 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 Sorry. I'm not, I wasn't totally across it, but now I feel like I've been educated somewhat in the art of brucing, if you can call it. To Bruce or art. to not? That is the question. It is pretty funny. So you need to work out, is the leverage of what I'm going to get out of it worth more than being hammered by yeah. John and Fletcher about it? <laughs> <laughs> you need to weigh up the leverage. Okay, fair enough. Uh, there's some music, so that means that um, we've got a news break on the way. We're going to check in up at the uh, Australian Women's Classic on at Bonville at the moment. We've got, yeah, Nas. We've got an interesting question to pose, and it's brilliant production work here from Gibbo. As about a, a, a hypothetical about which contract would you sign in light of what happened with Kalen Ponger as well. We'll discuss that in the second hour around the socials. Plenty to come on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back to the Mowers Club. Uh, into our second hour now. We're going to talk some golf. It's all thanks to Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. The Australian Women's Classic is on now at Bonville. Well, it's meant to be on now. They're meant to be on the course right now, but never guess what's happening on the east coast of Australia right now, Nick it's Davis. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining. So Megan McLaren, um, English golfer, she leads at the moment, um, but she's come all the way down here to sit in 
English conditions, unfortunately. <laughs> and look at the rainfall right now. And beautiful Coffs Harbour up there at Bonville, one of Australia's yeah, best beautiful. golf courses. Um, Megan, uh, long way to come to see some more rain. Yeah, no kidding. It's, uh, I think I'd still take it over England, but, but yeah, I wasn't expecting this. No. Um, you're obviously playing well, though. You, you, uh, what did you shoot yesterday? 67 um, to, to get things going. You, you're pretty happy with your game and, and where it's at at the moment? Yeah, yeah. I'm in, in a pretty good spot. I uh, shot 67 round one and then I was three under for the day yesterday, but obviously only halfway through the round. So it all feels a bit weird at the moment, not knowing when we'll be again yeah so what is happening it's um so it's on on hold because the the rain's still falling and uh it's a bit muddy out there i'd suggest <laughs> yeah to say the least it's um we we're supposed to restart at seven o'clock this morning it's now 10 o'clock and the next update's at uh 12 o'clock i think um so they're still hoping to get some golf this afternoon but it's uh the forecast isn't great no, it's not great anywhere, Megan, but the keys to your first couple of rounds up there at Bonville, for anyone that's been there, you need to be pretty straight, don't you? Yeah, you do. I've uh, I've managed to not make any bogeys so far, so that's kind of been the key, is just uh, keep the mistakes off the card. It's, it's not an easy place to score, I don't think. Yeah, um, I know the feeling. <laughs> Played a bit this week and lost a lot of golf balls. How frustrating is it when you hit a good shot and it happens to go into the rough and then disappears into the earth with the mud? Anyway, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, that happened. Well, I heard, heard, yeah, I think that happened to a few people yesterday afternoon as it got, as it got kind of worse. But not me yet, touch wood. Yeah. Um, why come all the way to this part of the world? It's obviously part, of, I think this is a co-sanctioned event with the, the European um, Ladies Tour as well? Yeah, it's with the, um, so the Ladies European Tour co-sanctioned this one and then another one next week, the New South Wales Open. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of been on for a few years and it's a place that I just love to come and I couldn't couldn't say no again this year. It is a it's a tournament there, and then it's a golf course that I think, if if Australians can get out there and watch it, obviously if you're not up there in Coffs Harbour, watch it on uh, on Fox and Ko. But is it can you compare it to to golf courses around the world that you've played at? Well, I think um, Bonville, like I think it has a sort of explosion or whatever you want to say is it's like Augusta of Australia. It's pretty, pretty bold statement, I think. But you can kind of see the parallels. There's a lot of, you know, rolling hills and, and big tall pine trees and stuff. So it's a, it's a pretty spectacular place when you can see it through the rain. Um, but like I said, not, not particularly easy. No. What's the best golf course you've ever played? Oh, you're putting me on the spot now. Um, I'd say Carnoustie in Scotland is one of my favourites. I uh, As much as I love kind of getting abroad it's it's hard to beat a good links course at home yeah the links course is in the british open coming up not too far away have you have you seen in the in the rain delay have you had a look at the shark documentary do you know much about greg norman and what's going on with his life (laughs) i haven't um i haven't sat down and watched it yet but i've uh kept up to date on twitter which is always uh, (laughs) a place to pay attention to things (laughs) Absolutely. It is a good watch. It is a good watch for uh for the Australian golfing fans and golfing fans all around the world. Yeah, but Megan, would you would you watch would you sit through your most 
inglorious moment on a golf course. I can't. I can think of better things to do than sit through what Greg sat through on that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever shot around like that in the last round and you, you you still regret it somewhat. But I can't imagine that watching it back is any fun. No, I mean you spend your whole life trying to like get rid of those memories. I think so. I'm not sure embracing it is the. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's an effort, but have to ask Greg more than that. I'd he, say it's more to do with the money than uh, than closure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> True. He wants to play the British <laughs> Open at age 67. He reckons he can um, get a start at St Andrews, which is an interesting concept. Yeah, the leave golf Twitter to unpick that one. I think <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fair idea which way it's going to go. Um, it, now, Nick, you can maybe leave the room for a bit because I'm a Newcastle United fan. Megan's a Newcastle United fan. We're talking Premier League football no here. No way. Yep. My dad's a Geordie. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty good time to be a Newcastle fan because the Saudis have taken it over. But is it? What are you, you talking about? You came bursting in the door here months ago going, oh, we're back. We've got all... And what's happened? Is, has there been any movement up the ladder is it called the ladder yeah megan let me take well, we're this not one relegated, yeah. that's, ladder, a that's a win <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, megan it's very hard for this provincial thinking human being next to me to think worldly and, and realize that if you get relegated from the premier league which newcastle united were in that position it's not a good thing so we got away from that nick we're going up the ladder and we're actually the world's richest football club controversially so in some aspects what do you win like for that? that what do you win for that yeah well, you start winning trophies in about three, four years because you've got the best players there. Three, so. four years, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's very impatient, Megan, but um, <laughs> well, it's a good time to be a Newcastle fan. Newcastle fans on the whole are a lot more, a lot more patient than, uh, than anybody else, I feel like. Yeah, well, it's not hard to be more patient than my co-host, Megan, let me tell you right now. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah it, um, how, how do you end up being a Newcastle United fan? Same reason as you. My dad's a Geordie, so uh, so yeah, it was it was bred into me. I think before I before I had a choice in the matter. Yeah, but it's quite funny because this week um, there's seven of us staying in a house, and we're like we're pretty much all football fans. So there's obviously me a Newcastle fan. There's two Arsenal fans and an Everton fan. So you know there was one morning we were all teeing off at half six or something, and the the time back home meant that. I think we were all waking up as like our respective games were going on. So I think it was the the Arsenal four Chelsea two game that we were sort of paying attention to as we're trying to warm up for a tournament. So there's a good bit of banter flowing around. Is there a Manchester United fan in the in the house? <laughs> Actually, there is. There is, which is quite fun. We're everywhere, fun mate. We are, ev- we are everywhere. I know where you are at the moment. <laughs> Not for much longer. Up a certain creek without a paddle. <laughs> That's where you are. And tonight, Megan, at 9.30, you can all settle back in the house and laugh at the Manchester United fan because Arsenal are playing them at home. So, yeah, at the Emirates. Exactly. That that could well be the highlight of the day. <laughs> Do you reckon you'll get any golf in? Um, I'm going to take the optimistic route and so we might get a few holes in this evening but the realist in me might might argue that uh, it's I mean it's dry right now there seems to be a bit of a window at the moment but I think the problem is because the course is so saturated yeah. with the forecast it you know it's just not having a chance to recover at all perhaps a Monday can they push it back to a Monday finish uh, it's a public holiday I guess so yeah, I think they would use Monday like worst case scenario if 
only if like a round has a few holes left to finish. I don't think they would use it as like a, you know, we're going to play 18 holes. Okay. So, um, so yeah, hope, hopefully tomorrow we'll get, you know, get at least the second round done and, and as much of the third round played as possible. Well, if the unfortunate happens and you can't get back on, well, you wouldn't want to win a tournament that way, but you are in the best position that if they just called it right now, hey, <laughs> you win the whole thing. So <laughs> I don't know what the rules say about that. But... I know. <laughs> I, I guess I think they have to, um, I think it maybe has to be 36 holes to, to be official. I'm not 100% sure, but I should probably find that out before I start trying yeah, to get, any get a, officials Just here get, out on the pack, get out on the putting green now. Okay, come on, let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's get a few more in before we uh, call it off. <laughs> Looks fine to me, yeah. Well, you've got eight, eight more holes uh, of your second round to play. You're a one-shot leader at the moment, Megan McLaren. We thank you for your time on the Mowers Club. Uh, good luck to you with your golf and good luck to us with Newcastle. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Lovely to talk to you. Good stuff. Uh, Megan McLaren there from uh, Bonville, where the Australian Women's Classic is on hold at the moment. But once it gets back underway, and it will, it optimistically will. so, uh, you can watch it live on KO Sports and also Fox Sports. We're off to a break. On the way, Yena. More. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, in a moment, yeah, no. Nah, uh, another text from Rooster Man, who's obviously in his back shed just enjoying the show. Morning, Rooster Man. Adam has hijacked a golf segment with Megan uh, to make it a Newcastle football segment. Gibbo and Nico take control. Well, Rooster Man, I say this to you. How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? I'm not sure if you're Dutch, Rooster Man, but the uh, the first part of that certainly, certainly is relevant. You right over there, Nick? Yeah, I'm good. What are you doing working out your multi for uh, our man later on? Oh, no. Lord. I just saw something come up on the screen. What? Atari about, dogs? No, about a certain, a certain Lord's horse that's running oh, around. Oh, yes. I had to check in on things. Of course. Because it couldn't feature in the multi or just be straight out. Now, you've got a full shopping oh, bag when it book. comes to this. It's time for... Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. No, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yes, got the intro right. You got it right. I'm going to start by yeah, nah and myself. <laughs> yeah, nah yourself. For me, it's when you go to a hamburger place. Yeah. Unless, I'll put a little caveat, unless it's the McChicken at a McDonald's. Yeah. Or a specific chicken... Shop, don't order the chicken burger. <laughs> <laughs> so Idiot. Fish and chip shop. No. Don't have the chicken burger. No. Why? Like grill, like any sort of hamburger shop. I mean, oh, I might go to the chicken burger. No. What'd you do? Why Why? why are you? I grilled on the during the week. Yeah. And I went, oh, I normally go, oh, I might try. It had new chicken burger. I went, oh, I'll try the chicken burger. I grilled? Yeah. Yeah. They're nah, good. Nah. Simon says nah. it's outstanding. Yeah, nah. <laughs> nah. If you go to a hamburger shop, hamburger. Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah, myself. Are you going to have a go? Why? What was wrong with it? It's not as good as a hamburger. I instant, I regretted it as soon as I opened the box and went, should have gone to hamburger. So not, I'm yeah, nah, myself. Not the plan. Unless it's McChicken or a specific chicken shop. I'm not sure how much chicken's in the McChicken burger. Well, there you go. Maybe that's what's fine. Yeah. You'll go. No, I got heaps. You got heaps. I got heaps. Well, maybe you got. I've got one main one. Okay. Well, I'll keep going. You keep going. Um, people that park poorly. 
Paul Parker's. As in, as in, I'll give you a few. Okay. Normal parking at the shop, so we just got rows of parks. Mm-hmm. Not that hard to get right. As soon as one person takes a little bit, then the next person, and then it's just a domino effect, and the whole car park is stuffed. Yeah, you need a can opener to get you into your car. A can opener to get in and out. It's, and when it's wet, you get like wet, and it's just not like you. You want to be able to open your door fully. Yeah. To be able to get in, you don't want to be trying to slide in because it's raining. Should. Now, obviously, the car parks are set up in a way that you want to get as many cars in as possible because that's why you have car parks to make it easy for people to come to your establishment, i.e. shopping centre. Correct. And fill it up. Yep. Should there be... Okay, you've got the the the, the lines, the, mm. the solid lines. Mm. Should there be, inside that, little guided dotted lines? No. You've got to be inside that. If you can't get in... But it's more... Have some pride <laughs> in your parking and understand it. And you're like, oh, no, nah, no. And then all of a sudden it gets busy. But what if he's oh, – no, no. Anyway, and then there's, an, <laughs> there's another one, right, street parking, where say you've got between driveway to driveway, you might have a three-car space and people park so you can only get two in. Yeah. Uh-uh. you got to mm. identify, go, oh, we can probably get fit three cars in here and then park accordingly – Close to the driveway. Love thy parking neighbour. Exactly. Yeah. A three park or a two park and you only get two or one cars in. Just no don't good. throw it in there and take it all up. So for the people out there that are just blasé with their parking. They're not park pride. They're not park pride. Yeah, nah. How bad is it when someone just like parks at an angle <sighs> in one of those shopping centre car parks? It takes two either side of them out. Stupid. All right, I've got another one. I've got a few more. This one's the same. Yeah. This kind of could be controversial. I'm not sure if they're doing it for any reason or what, or it could be for something. The NR referees with the Anzac Day jersey. No. they got Anzac Day stuff on their referee uniform this week. Yeah, they're part of the game. Uh-uh. No, they're not. I can't agree with that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I can't agree with that. No. uh uh-uh. So young referee is going to go down to the referee shop and buy the referee jersey because it's the Anzac Day version. Uh-uh. Gibbo, it's up to you whether or not you hit it or not. You can hit it. No, nah, not hitting that. Oh! <laughs> I mean, usually I would. Usually I would, Nick. But it's because you can see all, him and you can't see me. Yeah, true. It could be for true. a good reason. I don't know. But first of <laughs> like all, like the baby on board thing. You <laughs> can't go out and buy referee jerseys. Exactly. So I mean, it's just for them. I feel like they should be AFL, involved in the Anzac Day nah. tradition. No. Nah. All right, well. Anyway, that's Well, come fine. over here, Nick. Come over here. You can press the button yourself. <laughs> no, I won't press the button. My next one is, I'm not sure if you agree with this one. I agree with the Anzac Day round, the Anzac round, and the acknowledgement of Anzac, but the last post is for Anzac Day and Anzac Day only. Agree. Agree with that? Yeah, nah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. So, so it's a yeah, nah, it's a playing, yeah, nah. It. playing it. Uh, acknowledge it, a minute side, well, however you want to acknowledge it on the way through. It's one Brisbane fan this morning probably <laughs> regretting the minute silence last night <laughs> and his actions. Exactly. The last post is for Anzac Day. It's it, it's yeah. the Anzac round. It's the Anzac, it's half bruising. I'm with you. Yeah, just the last post. And not everyone Anzac can play Day. on Anzac Day. That's fine. Yeah. Just deal with it.
Go, oh, geez, I'd really love to play. Well, go and play for the Roosters or the Dragons or Collingwood or Essex. Not everyone can play on Anzac Day. Yeah. You don't, and not everyone can play with the toys. Uh, the gotcha. last post is for Anzac Day. I've got one. Go. Your game, Nicholas. <laughs> what on what? earth is going on? My golf on? game or? No, Affle. What on earth is going on? Look, I, I jest a bit. I actually do like watching the sport. Supreme athleticism. It's not as skillful as football, but it's very skillful. But <laughs> you just had to put that in there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. But I don't blame the umpires because they had. There's a clear directive from AFL House there, which is adjoined to Marvel Stadium. Well, this is far from marvelous. The way that they have cracked down on any kind of dissent to the point where if you Give away a free kick, you have to stand on the mark and the player takes the ball back and goes and sets up for the free kick, sometimes plays on. But if you're standing on the mark, you can't even raise your hands. You can't even point. You can't even wave any kind of upper body limb. One of the guys last night just gestured that the ball hit the ground. He pointed at the ground and the umpire went, 50. 50 metre penalty. Game-changing decisions. So what the AFL have come up with is this rule to crack down on dissent. All yes. for that. Too much dissent in all sports. Football, actually, football. being the worst. It's hideous in Tennis, football. And you smashing the umpire's chair of the racket. The only sport, to be fair, Gibbo, the only sport, to be fair, that really... Did you really swear then? No. Did you really swear you're on to me. Yeah, I was on to you because you did swear. He was about to say far out. And I normally talk okay. to Adam off air and... Nil by swear words. Now, Nick, you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, rugby union. Treat the referees with respect. There is just an understanding between player okay. and referee. Okay, sir. Play on, sir. Whatever. They're deep down. They're very intelligent rugby union. Both like totally. Master's degrees and PhDs yeah. and all of that. But <laughs> what the AFL have done now is basically gone from naught to 100 in 3.2 seconds. And the players can't blow up. But what they've done made the crowd. is made the crowd <laughs> think that the umpire is Lex Luthor. It's ridiculous. Yeah, nah. Stupid. I agree with that. What it's done is made. Let's try and get respect back for the umpire. So now, okay. The whole world the, hates the umpires. 30, the 36 players on the ground can't Shit. raise their arms, but the 50,000 in the grandstands hate them even more. <laughs> free kick. I'm with you. Next year, no. I think that's it for me. Is no, I got, I can oh, you got more. Okay, go. Uh, this is a little more serious, actually. Uh, Wimbledon banning Russia, Russian and Belarusian players. Um, I hate the fact that, yeah, obviously nothing compares to what is going on in Ukraine right now. Mm -hmm. And no way in the world am I saying it's justifiable what has gone on there. Park that to one side. Mm -hmm. That is in its own yep. big, much more important space. Yeah, we're not saying it's right. But to ban independent contractors, which tennis players are, yep. the Russian players and the Belarusians, just to put some context behind why I'm saying this, Daniil Medvedev left Russia when he was 17, 18. Yep. He hasn't lived there for eight years. Yep. Victoria Azarenka left Belarus when she was a teenager. She has lived in USA longer than she lived in Belarus, but she yep. still holds the Belarusian passport. Probably yep. it's easier to get around with in European countries. Okay. They are not allowed to play Wimbledon. Elena Rybakina, who plays 
tennis now for Kazakhstan, joined Kazakhstan because she wanted the dosh from their federation three years ago. Mm. She left Russia as an 18-year-old. She's now 21, maybe 22. She, 18, 19, she, she defected. She's allowed to play. Mm. <laughs> it's grandstanding for the sake of grandstanding. Firstly, the British government and also Wimbledon getting on board. Look, they didn't want... At the end of the tournament, a royal to walk out on court and hand the trophy to a Russian. That's their nightmare scenario. Yeah. You get that. But these these tennis players like Andrei Rublev wrote on the camera a week after the invasion, no war. No war. What more do you want him to do? Like he, I get that. Do you want him to go and stand in front of a tank yep. on the border? Well, I think they've gone through the the Olympics where it was the, the doping, no, no Russian there. National teams, national I'm, fine teams I'm fine with that because if they get funded from – the nation. Yes. Fair enough. These players don't. They yeah, don't get well, no money, very little money, if any, from the Russian Tennis Federation because they're skin. They, they've got no money. they got no money because they put all their money into other stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know where their money goes. Far out. Yeah. Oh, you, oh. That's what so you, you were going to say. That Rooster far Man out. was all over it. Yeah, yeah. He's all, all over, over you today. So that we're Wimbledon ready, to we're, see. We're ready for Monday. <laughs> Wimbledon, who get a lot of things right. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Have you been there? Am I allowed to say <laughs> if I'm not, or is it brucing? <laughs> no, it's not. See, that's what I'm saying. It's not. So if I said, yes, I've been there, not brucing? No, if you say it in the thing, Wimbledon, which I have been to, okay. then that's brucing. Okay, is this brucing? So you've asked me, mm-hmm. ask it again. Have you been there? Yes, nine times. Ooh, that's A grade. Oh, that's A grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's A grade territory. That's A grade. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Bigging yourself up for the sake of bigging up. Gibbo has got a yeah, no. Yes. Yeah, I've got a yeah, no. This is probably not as serious as Nate Miles. One, but it's sort of serious. <laughs> no, I don't. I still love great Nate. It's still my uh, He wouldn't be name. listening. He's at work. He's at work. It's still my username to all my accounts, great Nate, when he was at the Roosters. But <clears throat> some players and some people in sports do not deserve a redemption story. I've seen over the last week certain players, especially in the rugby league, uh, a lot of sort of puff pieces come out about them. I feel like... If name you, names, Hop Sings. Give Jack us a DeBellin. name. Jack DeBellin. Yep. I, I Look, I, I know it was not guilty, and this is a bit of a serious topic, but we don't need to see puff pieces on him. He could easily still be playing. He's still allowed to play, but we don't need to sort of feel sorry for him or feel sympathetic towards him. There's other players in the NRL have similar things in yesterday's paper in the Daily Telegraph. Not a sponsor yet. But I, I just, <laughs> I'll work you know, I, they could easily just play without any headlines and that's cool. And then they are allowed to do that. But, you know, some players who've been accused of serious crimes, whether or not they were guilty or not guilty, I, I don't know whether there should be a lot of stories about It's them. very hard to pick apart exactly what happened in cases like that and obviously legal legalities come into play and it happens in the legal system all the time that people who actually are guilty get off on the letter of the law or vice versa, that they're not guilty, but on the letter of the law, they're guilty. So it's, it's a shady, shady area, but I'm with you as well. Like I find it hard to get enthused like a, you know, like a player who, you know, does good in the community, does so much for those, not only for working with him or her, those around as well. And it's very, very hard to go, you know what? I feel the same way about someone who perhaps 
hasn't gone down that path. And and there would be plenty of players out there who would have a story, who could have a story told, you know, who you haven't heard any either good or bad stuff in the media. So I'm sure there are plenty of players, but just there's that one player in particular, There's there's been quite a few this year, and it just doesn't sit quite right. Puff pieces. Puff pieces. Yeah, nah. Is that similar to the Adelaide Crows where they got it horribly wrong? Oh. <laughs> Tex Walker. Horribly wrong. He's back. And everyone just wrote on there, Let us, what was that from again? Yeah, back from what? <laughs> back from what? Racially abusing someone. <laughs> no, that, was a, that was a miss. Yeah, we do a retrospective one for that. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Here's some news. Got a hypothetical after the uh, after the break from the World love Rugby League. Love, 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 love a good hypothetical. Here it comes. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back uh, to the show at the midpoint. And in the last hour, of course, Sir Lord Tristan Merlihan will be joining us, and we're well. looking forward to that. Trent Cochin as well about his uh, little uh, program that he's got running through primary schools. And James Tuttle, uh, who is the Melbourne Rebels halfback in the midst of the Super Rugby Big Weekend down in Melbourne, and Lenny Lawler as well. So plenty to come. But for now, we're going to discuss something that uh, Gibbo picked up from the NRL roast via the footy assistant online through the week. Now, we'll frame it just now in the way it's been described on this post, but it'll open okay. up a few other avenues of conversation. So which contract are you signing? <clears throat> Bulldogs, three years, 200K a year, starting player. Or Dolphins, two years, 175K a year, bench player. Or Melbourne Storm, one year, 150K, fighting for a spot. Which way are you going, Nick? Uh, I told you yesterday which way I'm going. Well, <laughs> you told me yesterday. But oh, but that's not good for radio, right? No. Um, I Probably am the going... worst possible <laughs> outcome for radio. <laughs> Other than me pointing to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at this. I'm going to this one. Have a look at that. Uh, I am going option one. You're taking the three-year three deal. Two, can you not add up? The guaranteed can, 600K. Can you, not, can you not add? Yeah, slow down. And a starting player. Yeah, so you guarantee 600 grand. Yeah. Back yourself. I want to make the team win. Okay. Fair enough. You, on the other hand. Me, on the other <laughs> hand. This, this, this is personality. This is a personality <laughs> test. I'll tell you why I'm choosing okay. the Melbourne Storm one-year option, 150K okay, a year, yeah, and right. fighting it, for a it'll spot. Be, it'll be some sort of deep answer, but go. No, no. Because I'm shallow. Firstly, I'm backing myself. How? To fight for a spot uh, and get yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Secondly, I know for a fact, if I go there. A fact. And Craig Bellamy is the coach. At the end of that one year, I am a better player. By the time I get to the end of okay. that year, and I, my value is worth more than when I went there. Have a look at the okay. number of players okay. that have gone I'm to Melbourne yeah, Storm. I'm, no, no, ah, no, 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 I'm going to yeah, nah that because for every player that Craig Bellamy has made better, which he does, yeah, there have been heaps for a fact that have been not great players walking in. That they've just booted straight back out, going, nah, we can't help this dude. That might be you. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's not me. Ooh. But I know it's not me. I'm backing myself. It? I'm back. Well, you've asked that the question is for us. It's not putting ourselves in the position of someone who actually plays rugby league now. Okay. In terms of that, you're I'm, backing yourself. I'm backing myself to become a Brian Norrie, to go down there on minimal money, fight for a spot, 
and come out of it with a big fat deal at another club at the other end of it, as opposed to going to somewhere else where those aren't as guaranteed. Gibbo? I apologise to Brian Norrie for Adam Peacock. Comparing himself. Comparing yourself to you. (laughs) Sorry, Brian. If it was that hypothetical, uh, (laughs) I would would probably go to the Dolphins. Yeah. I just, it'd be cool to be a player at a new club who's just started. But I mean, the question has to be like, how are we going to be supported the first couple of years? See, I didn't get that far into it. Oh, uh, well, you know, it's a hypothetical. Well, Nick, it's a hypothetical. Okay. Like, and and one thing about the Kalen Ponga thing, surely. You know, he plays in the Knights. They get packed crowds every week, most weeks. The Dolphins are a starting side. Just, you know, how big are the crowds are that he's going to play in for the first couple of years? But in saying that, I'd probably go the Dolphins. Wayne Bennett would be there. So if yep. you if you want to go down and be a great player, you've seen what he did with the Queensland Origin team a couple of years ago. They had players in there who barely played first grade and still he made them win. So I reckon the Dolphins would be a pretty safe option. And plus, I don't really like the Bulldogs. Text in 0457 736 736. Three years at the Dogs for 200 a year and you're a starter. Two years at the Dolphins, 175 and you're on the bench. Or one year at Melbourne Storm, 150 and you're fighting for a spot. Text in 0457 736 736. What, what are you taking? When you sign. You don't need to go so deep because this is all we were based on. We're not talking yeah. about support structures and am I going to live oh, on the beach? sorry about that. Are we going <laughs> to live on the beach at Redcliffe? Man, the I mean, beach on Redcliffe? It's not a beach. The <laughs> bay. It's a bay. Oh, okay, it is. learn Garbage. geography first, Nick. Oh, <laughs> 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 I just got your degree. Yeah, yeah. Don't you start because you said something on radio before. <laughs> 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 I'm Rooster to man, it. rooster man, my friend. I know you're still listening. Adam might have something to confess. But, uh, nothing to confess. No, n- nothing to pulled the handbrake up on it <laughs> after the first two letters of <laughs> the said word. Fire. <laughs> Fire. Uh, I am dog. I, and, I'm, and I'm eating Chinese at the Leagues Club. Tell you what I'm not doing. What? When I announce my signing, I'm not having a relative sit right next to me at the uh, okay. uh, press conference. You want to go through that? <laughs> Let's go I'm through that. I'm to go through that. Yeah, go through that. Who's his manager? Yes. How many other managers have you seen sit at press conference for player signings? Plenty. Don't ask me to name them, but I'm just saying plenty. Yeah. Um, Did yours ever sit next to you when you re-signed? Oh, he was just begging. <laughs> <laughs> Not after 05. Not after 05, he wasn't. <laughs> was he like, uh, after that night, Was your who was your agent at that time? Uh, I can't remember. I was, I was um, what's he called? Was it Ricky Nixon? Flying start. Oh, Ricky Nixon. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we won't go down. We're not no, going that's, that's why I, I tried to. I do. I was, I was hoping it was someone like kind of boutique. Lionel Hearts. Because then you could have that Jerry Maguire, Rod Tidwell moment where you kind of we're on the, have the career we're, night. We're, and we're on the phone on the way. Yeah, in tears and it's all emotional. And No, it wasn't. Wouldn't no, have been with this Ricky. Was, there was a big sound of this. To the, <laughs> <laughs> to the last Because <comment. laughs> it was in paper back in 2005. It was a big ripping sound. Did you do a press conference to announce the re-signing? And they were like, oh, no, nah, because it just got all swept up in the whole premiership thing. Okay, good. It just got done, Yeah, which was better. But the signs were like, is this the phone number we're meant to call you back on? We're like, no. That's the contract number. <laughs> no. <laughs> One oh oh. Are you in the States in the next month? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, I, I uh, well, firstly, as a parent. Is that a dollar I've, sign or a hashtag? Is it a dollar sign? I know he's his agent. I know they do things as a family. And 
total respect for the Ponga family for being able total to. Total respect. For, they owe know. nobody. But. Newcastle media outlets, do it your own way. It's your own. It is your contract. It is your life. It is your future. All on your own terms whenever you want. Adam O'Brien handled it very well. Mm. The couple of press conferences that he got, railroaded, he got the railroaded one again after the Dragons. Yep. Handled it very well. Mm. And maybe that's why he ended up staying. But that at the press conference, not it's sure. His manager. I know. You'll be there when nine. <laughs> nine. When he signs for. I will not. When he signs a good ball. I will you not. sure will I be. I can absolutely guarantee you right now. It's his moment. No way in the world. Not that he, I don't know if he will or won't, but in all probably not because it's very, very hard to be a Kalen, in a Kalen Ponga situation, which, it's again. It's a world game. You can go anywhere in the world and play and sign a contract. Why could he not? Because <laughs> a lot of people play the game, Nick. But it's easy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you are one more comment away from another Twitter poll. I'm telling you right now. Nick Davis thinks football is easy yeah, to play. Yeah, yes or no? You don't have to pick it up. And you're going to be tagged in every single one of them. You don't even have to score and it's a good game. I'm going to make you delete your <laughs> Twitter account. Shouldn't be the first time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, we're off to a quick break on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Extraordinary. What? No, nothing. Nothing? Uh, we've got a round of socials uh, just about to happen right now. Gibbo's given the, the thumbs up. Um, what have we picked out, Nick? Uh, Darren Flindell. Yeah. Uh, his race call at Warwick Farm. Is it on uh, Monday? Yes. On Easter Monday? Very good. Very good play on words. I think sometimes in the race call, people are oh, you just got to get it right. But his play on words here was... Have you got it? it? Was absolutely. It's Democracy Manifest in front with 100 metres to run from Italian informant. But, gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Succulent Chinese <laughs> meals all around. Democracy Manifest beat Italian informant and Assiduities run third. And there'd be a lot of people going, what does this actually mean? But when you put it into this little bit of context. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? <laughs> <laughs> and, there was a, and there was a judo reference in there earlier because he says, I see you know your judo. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and uh, Darren Fundell put that in there as, uh, as J-Mac went to work with his judo on democracy. <laughs> that affairs. Very, very good. Very, very good. Yes. I like that play. Always... <laughs> Difficult. Sometimes you, you you hear race callers, you know that they've written something down and it's just bursting to get it out. Patently <laughs> obvious that they have. And sometimes Darren Flindell falls into that trap. But that yeah. was lined up and executed perfectly. Perfectly. Because it came out of nowhere, really, didn't yeah. it? It, was, it wasn't as if you were expecting no, something. It was so. very, very, it was very, I got to, I got to play words. I, uh, I can't remember what night it was. I watched uh, Devil Wears Prada. You did? Yeah, I did. I've watched it. It's not a bad movie. Are we back in Yenara, are we? No, we're not. I thought you were Yenaring yourself. I watched it the other night. Yeah. And uh, I've been finding myself being, um, what's her name? Meryl Streep. No, yeah. is that Meryl Streep? Is that her? Yeah. Saying, that's all. All <laughs> <laughs> 
Just walking around. Just it work. Uh, anything else? That's all. <laughs> or no, no. Anything else from around the socials? Well, we're talking about the Mike Tyson uh, oh, V yeah. passenger on the plane earlier in the show. But Nick, who would you not like to be sit oh. sat in front of on a plane? And has anything like that ever happened to you, Nick? Uh, Heckled. The puncher or the punchee? Well, both. Both. Mm. Uh, not really. Not many people know who I am. But who would I not like to? Uh, who would need Mike Tyson reclines his seat back? Like, oh, mate, can you just can you start bumping the, what's he, the tray table on the thing? Have you uh, seen the clip, though, Davo? Yeah, he was like, being an A grade. A grade, absolutely. He was being a A-grade. massive A grade. And then, like, to after then, B get punched out and then say, oh, look what Mike Tyson did to me. A grade deserved it. Totally agree. Absolutely and, agree. No sympathy whatsoever. And you have to pick your opponents. Like, if Mike Tyson's sitting in front of you, yeah. you can't be saying that. Um, I'd probably go the person I'd least ne- like to sit next to <laughs> on a flight. Uh, who in front of? Hakuyo. Who's that? He's the number one uh, sumo wrestler in the world. <laughs> that wouldn't be a very enjoyable experience because you couldn't exactly say anything because, you know, you don't want to upset him. That and he be... wouldn't be able to understand you anyway, probably. No. Exactly. Well, I've tried a few things this morning which have been along the lines of the Japanese language. So <laughs> Better than my attempt at the English language. <laughs> Off air. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Third hour, by the way. Oh, the Lord. No, we're lined up. We're uh, marking time until we've got Lenny Lawler. Uh, we've got the Lord, Sir Tristan Melahenda, who has a horse running. It's probably where? many. At uh, Randwick at today. Randwick. But he Randwick. didn't let you know. Well, he's got so many. He would have. Yeah? He would have. But you just. I found it. Of course. That's right. You don't turn on your phone between Monday <laughs> and Thursday, so he'd probably let you know. He probably uh, did. Between there. Um, James Bobby Tuttle, he'll join us as well. Uh, Melbourne Rebels halfback because it's the uh, Super Rugby Super Round this week. What do you make of that as well? So you got your Magic Round in Rugby League, which is an undoubted success. Um, hopefully they don't change vital laws on the eve of this year. But mm. regardless, it's, it'll still be a success. I like the idea. I'm not sure about Melbourne being the place to do it on Anzac Day weekend. Yeah, with the AFL on down there. But they do have a massive expat community in Melbourne. It could have been anywhere, though. But I think it was just easy for everyone to get to. Um, I don't know about calling it a super weekend. Hmm. Because I think after we look at the results, it won't be very super for one side of the Tasman. But they could play it anywhere around Australia. I think Brisbane's a strong rugby community. Sydney as well. But with it being on... Anzac around whether or not there'd be much ground availability in Sydney. Why did they have it on Anzac weekend? Was it because of the COVID rules and the border reopening? Like I think at the time, when they also wanted to give uh, enough time for things to happen, so yep. like COVID restrictions and... That's fair enough. So you could sort of say that, yeah, but they could have done it last week, any or, other week. Or next week. Yeah, but what? it's going to be interesting to see the results, and I really hope the Australian teams don't get smashed. Will they ever do it at the MCG, <laughs> you think, Nick? Have one AFL round in one? I suppose they don't have the... Could you have the times? Could you fit in a whole game, round in one ground? Uh, games go a bit longer. And they wouldn't want to anyway, with the crowds that they get we in don't AFL. Need to, mate. <laughs> we don't need to. <laughs> well, when's the A-League going to do the uh, magic round? <laughs> <laughs> they were thinking about it a few years ago, but 
Oh, what no, they did if do. If they need a magic round all in one, they should just play all the teams all on one ground all at the same time. <laughs> what they did do a couple of years ago, which was a success and a good idea, they played a round of games in one day because they can play across time zones. So from New Zealand time zone over to Perth time zone. I remember zone. that. It was good. Big Wednesday. I drank five Coca-Colas and three Red Bulls in one day. That was fun. Did you have to? Did Much you of a hangover the, the next day? <laughs> Easter, Easter hangover. Whoosh. My goodness. Sorry, Gibber. Did you there? have to work that? Because there would have been guys yeah. in the stats department who would have had to work the first to last game. I did the same. Oh, you did the same? Yeah. In front of camera? Yeah. Gee whiz. You're only coming on before the game and at half time. You're not on the whole time. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. It's a nap. It's not that difficult. Was just... Speedy do all games? No, he, it was one commentator per game. So, oh, yeah. The rotation. That's like when we used to play over in Perth. Yeah. It'd be like, you're up at 8.30, first at Caulfield. Like, yes. <laughs> how good. <laughs> oh, actually, I've got you a late... all your bets done before you even get to team meeting. I've got a late nom for a year now, by the we'll way. Gibbo, you can explain your own year now. You went to Melbourne last week thinking that you were going to go and watch the Sydney Swans. Yes. It was an issue, though. Yeah, the GWS Giants were playing. Oh, I I didn't buy tickets. One of the guys who was on the trip, he bought tickets. He was saying, oh, yeah, sweet, it's the Demons versus Swans. Oh, how good is this? And then I saw the Sharks play in the Storm. Ooh, 50-50. Then we get there, and I realize it's the Giants, and it's like, ah, oh, no, nah, we'll just... Yeah. We'll go watch the NRL. So your mate who bought the tickets didn't realise that the Swans were actually playing in Perth. Exactly a very right. Very long way away. Exactly right. Yeah, nah, for your mate. And half one for you as well for going along with it. Back in a yeah, moment. No, nah. nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. With our third hour on the <laughs> Mowers Club. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. We are back with our third hour. Introduced, of course, by the slower version of our intro music. What do you reckon it was? Yeah, yeah it was. slower. Anyway. Slower. It wasn't slower last we got week, a... and Gibbo wasn't here. That's not true because I actually listened in and you said, "Oh, that's the slower one." That was the first thing I heard when I <laughs> first thing I heard when I started the show. I was like, "Oh, okay, these guys are just difficult." Hey, uh, don't forget. Thanks to Toro Mowers, we've got this wonderful prize powered by 100 years of innovation. Uh, win one of 10 Toro prize packs with a total value of over. Four thousand uh, dollars. It's go to this website, torromowersclub.com.au, and the number one prize is a Toro mower, and of course the Keith Arthurton hat and the Mowers Club yes. shirt and all of that. More so, importantly, more importantly, the Keith second hat. prize a blower, and, and plenty of great prizes available there as well. Joining us now for our weekly lawn segment on the Mowers Club, it's a very big welcome back to the show to Lenny Lawler, the head honcho at the Australian Lawn Fanatics on social media. He's a massive F1 fan. He's a massive lawn fan. That's the main thing. Lenny, how are you, mate? How's things? Yeah, good, boys. I was just writing that down. torromowers.com.au. Is that the one? torromowersclub.com.au. torromowersclub. There you go. I need another mower. I've only got seven. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it across your lawn fanatics as well, well mate. Will, well, absolutely. The lawn fanatics would be all over this, Lenny. Big opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. There's probably the, most of your audience is probably in the fanatics. <laughs> exactly. Yes, they would be. Absolutely. Um, how's your lawn looking, Lenny? Uh, yeah, it's heading into winter, so it's sort of the fertiliser's starting to run out of its little, you know, feed cycle, and it's, you know, time to sort of bed it in and leave it for a couple of months and just sit back and relax. Is it too Except late? Except if you're a real lawnatic and get stuck into some ryegrass, and then you go, you're just mowing every week still. 
Yeah, that's that sounds a little hard. Um, just got the Sir Walter. Is it, is, is it too late to chuck some fertilizer down? Are we, are we getting to the point where it's not going to have an effect? Yeah, pretty much. In, in the southern states, if you unless your daytime temperature is getting up around the 24, 25 degrees, then your plant's really not going to suck in any any of the fertilizer that you chuck down. So you, you could put, you could put some liquid stuff down, and it might suck suck it in, but really not a lot. Bit of go-go juice or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Something might have like that myself that. later tonight <laughs> as well. <laughs> Mix it with yeah, some tequila and see how I go. Absolutely. You might be a bit crook in the morning, but if you <laughs> touch some tequila, you're likely to be crook anyway. You'd be crook. growing hair where you never thought you could grow hair, hadn't <laughs> 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 you? do that when you get older anyway, don't you? Yes, and it disappears in other places as well. So it just moves around. It just moves around. Lenny, on the the Australian lawn fanatics, what what's been on the social media there? What are people? What are some of the people out there? You spoke about it's coming into winter grass. It's not time to just you know down tools. We got to keep our grass going you know the whole way because it's footy season. We want to make sure you know that we can get out there and kick the footy in the backyard. a lot, of, a lot of people have stuck down a pre-emergent herbicide to keep the winter weeds away. Um, but if you, if you, someone like the, you know, the big footy stadiums and that, the warm season grasses like your cooch will will start to brown off as it gets cold because it goes goes to sleep basically. So what they do is they uh, overseed with ryegrass, um, and a lot of the fanatics have been doing that. So their ryegrass is starting to pop up now. Um, and that gives you absolutely insane stripes. I bet it does. Yeah, you, you see it happening at some footy fields as well. They, they change grasses yep. mid-season. They have to around this time of year. Just one thing. Yeah. I can only speak from personal experience. My own backyard, Lenny, can you give me a tip here? And it might be happening elsewhere. Sure. With, with the amount of rain that we cop. So my backyard, it cops a bit of the flow from you know the top of the house and it flows through the backyard. Nothing I can do with it. We're yep. on the side of a hill. I've gone into the backyard now. And it feels like it's really bumpy. The soil's all bumpy and everything, and the, the grass isn't doesn't have the coverage it had yeah. pre-rain. So, so what's gone on there? Is all the soil shifted because of all the rain? Yeah, you possibly, possibly got some compaction going on there. Like some some areas have taken the water and sort of, sort of swollen up a little bit, and other areas haven't taken as much water. Maybe the solution would be to get get it get it aerated or get a pitchfork and just go around. Yeah. yeah, stab the pitchfork in on a forty-five degree angle, and just lean back on it a little bit so that it just, you know, just lifts up a, a centimeter or two, and just you just do that all over your lawn. You'll get you get a little bit of air in there, and and try and level it up a little bit as well. Bit of hard yakka. Looking forward to a bit of hard yakka. Yeah, that, something that Nick Davis can really uh, relate to. It's an easier version of getting that done, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is. Get someone to do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> or get the get the uh, the spike soles from the um, the hardware store. Just walk around. Yeah, just when you, around. if you ever go down that road, just start with one shoe. Okay. Because I, I have seen people actually trip over their own feet and have one foot land on the other. Ooh. It can get a bit bit nasty. Yeah. So just start with one until you get the the concept of your foot going in and out it has to go. You know, you got to lift it up an extra three inches, sort of thing. But yeah. You get, a, get, get a little bit lazy when you're walking and you don't lift your feet up all the way and all of a sudden there's spikes dragging along the ground and you, and you fall over yourself. Now, um, Nick, uh, it was April 20 through the week, so um, you've got a, a, a question on the text line along those lines. <laughs> uh, Lenny, we've got a text coming through. What are the best lights for a, high, for a hydroponics? 
<laughs> with a lot of technology in that these days, there's uh, moving more towards LED and specific light streams from uh, LED uh, specific frequencies, and the, it's the um, it's the technology going into stadiums to, to yeah. try and get their their grass growing because the, the stadium lighting that you see doesn't really grow a lot of grass; it maintains what you've got. So yeah, um, yeah, it, LEDs are a lot easy a lot more ex- less expensive to run than, than the old bloody we're looking for fast growth lights. yeah dunny is obviously a, a he maintains the local oval <laughs> <He's>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just feed it up just burn it up right. uh lenny uh, my question was admission mowing height the, what height yeah. if we're mowing our grass at the moment because i've seen a few people get out there because everyone's going oh i'm not not in between rain breaks here in Sydney. I want to get out. I want to mow the lawn. And, and maybe they're going a little bit low because they're starting to get into sort of the mud sort of part of the lawn. What height should yeah. we be mowing our lawn during these winter months? Yeah, it's, a, it's no, it's like it's, it's a personal preference thing. You can you can really mow it any and any height that the grass will actually take, um, and the grass will let you know if it starts getting thin and spindly. Then raise your height because it needs more leaf. But usually. Buffalo grasses around the 40 to 50 mil mark and, and your cooch grasses, if you're mowing with a rotary, you should be around the 20, 25 mil mark. Kikuyu is probably the same as, as cooch. Now, Lenny, uh, switch here to one of your passions, F1. We've got a Grand Prix this yep. weekend. It's the fourth yep. of the season, yep. the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix yep. at Imola in Italy. Uh, who do you like for that one? Verstappen, he, uh, his engine blew up the other day. We don't know what was wrong with the Red Bull, the Mercedes, they're consistent, the Ferraris are going well, Danny Rick and his McLaren, don't know. What do you reckon, it's mate? It's hard to get past, it's hard to go past Ferrari at the moment. They seem to have the Orion best best um, car out there. It's probably not the quickest thing in a straight line with the porpoising. The, the Red Bull seems to be quicker in a straight line, but it doesn't seem to go around the corners as well as the Ferrari does. It's just an all-round package at the moment. It's hard, really hard to go past them too. Um, just on like ride-on mowers, what's the if there was a like a the Toro ride-on mower is very good, but it's very affordable. Is there like a, a one yep. like a you know it's out of most people's range. It's like the, Toro. the, the Ferrari make a, a ride-on mower, for instance, to, like one of those big engine things that's like it's going to cost you like half a house to buy. Yeah, some of that. Like, there's um, some real, real top end ones. If you're talking um, like the zero turns, like just the normal rotary zero turns, um, Toro make a lot of good ones. Um, the Z Master series is all commercial, um, and they're you know twenty five, twenty six grand. But you know, you're talking serious mowers that are designed to mow ten hours a day every day. Um, Bush Ranger have some real good uh, zero turns. Hustler make good ones. Um, but if you want to talk golf mowers, my hate. <laughs> Six figures there for some of them big fairway mowers. It's truth. No, I can't go past stay that. Stay in our lane. We, we stay in our lane because they give us free ones, Lenny, <laughs> and all your That's fantastic it. people at the Lawn Fanatics are going to enter this competition again. Yep. Well, I'll give it a plug for you, boys. I'll, um, I'll chuck it up later. Thanks, mate. All thanks yep. to the good people. And you at... buy your product from, and you buy your lawn products from ourbiggreenshed.com.au. Absolutely. Which is my little shop that I've just opened. Give it another plug, one more, just to, in case people didn't have their pens in their hands right there to, to write it down, Lenny. What is it? Ourbiggreenshed.com.au. Too easy for all yep. the best products. Um, Lenny, really yep. appreciate it, all mate. All lawn and garden products. 
Have a good weekend on the mower and have a good weekend in front of the screen at night time watching the Grand Prix. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Have a good one, boys. Lenny Lawler joining us. Lord Tristiano Merlejano is on the way. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, welcome back to the show. Joining us now from topsport.com.au. Proud. The Lord's Hour. The Lord's 15 minutes or so. Uh, it's full hour. Topsport.com.au, home of the best uh, multis. Gamble responsibly, of course. Call 1-800-858-858. Lord Tristan Merlihan, who is basically not only Lord Tristan Merlihan, he's Lloyd Williams as well. Number of horses that he owns around the country. Joins us right now. How are you, mate? Yeah, g'day boys. Yeah, got a few running today, so it'll be interesting how it all pans out. Now all the group ones are finished, our horses can get back out there under the track. So, <laughs> so yeah, should be it should be a good day today. Plenty of good racing, good sport around the uh, the country this weekend. Hey Lord, quick one. I know it's at topsport.com.au before the first race, and it might be playing now. The gambler gets played. If if anyone does a uh, you know like last night and the <laughs> during the uh, minute silence last post, if someone does a, an act during that, do they get uh, boxed up like old mate at Suncorp Stadium? Well, it's very contentious today. So we've got a new trader on the Sydney meeting, and he's got a lot of pressure on himself, and he's elected not to play the gambler because it's Anzac weekend. So I'm unsure. Oh if that's no! Be a, lot of, a lot of pressure no. if, uh, if the results don't go the right way. So oh, yeah, so a lot of pressure on the uh, shoulders of Lukey here today. You don't flirt with your form. I can't wait for him to put up a certain price for a certain horse in the last race. I'll be waiting for <laughs> fourteen dollars. Fourteen dollars for a certain horse that the uh, boss of Top Sport owns. That'd be quite interesting. <laughs> yes, yes. No, he has. He has the Trent's passed a little bit of paper under his desk about Nick House Spur, which I'm sure we'll uh, we'll chat about a bit later on. But yeah, I think it's going to be very hard to beat uh, Nick House Spur in the last. Uh, that's race 10, number five. A few scratchings have unfortunately taken a little bit of the value out of the race, but was a dual acceptor today and then also uh, nominated on Monday. But the connection or Mar and Eustace have decided that this is the race that uh, they feel he's got the best opportunity of uh, succeeding in. So we'll see how, how it goes. Last race of the day, hopefully the track's still playing good. For a, for a new employee, is there any kind of initiation apart from said song before the first at Randwick? Yeah, there are quite a few initiations, but they can't probably be mentioned on air. But uh, there, um, we, uh, we we do have a. We, we actually sent one of the boys down to the uh, to the shop to get the lunch today. So he's got the wrong card, though. So we'll see if he comes back with his tail between his legs. But uh, no, there's always a, a few things we try to rev the boys up with. But it's a bit of fun in here on a Saturday. It's always a good day. They get their top sport Titans t-shirt and off they trot. <laughs> By the way, yeah. can I mention last week? Manly beating the Titans. But mm. you remember what the bet was? My 100 was oh, on. Yeah. Can you remember what happened in the last 90 seconds with our man Tolo? <laughs> who did, it was harder for him not to score, and he managed to achieve it. Yeah, it was a uh, very, very interesting watch that last few minutes. The the Titans obviously had their their try disallowed as well. And then, yeah, your, uh, your money, I, I think if that bet may not have, in place, maybe he scored. He would have, he would have absolutely <laughs> crashed over. Yeah. He would have absolutely crashed over. Would have had a hat trick. <laughs> would have had a hat trick. He would have had a hat trick. But in rugby league today, your top sport Titans they fly to North Queensland to take on the Cowboys. 
Yeah, they do. They do. They take the Cowboys. This I didn't think at the start of the season we'd see the Cowboys a dollar eighty one favourites yeah. against the Titans, but here we are, two oh four. Chad Townsend's going well up there, your man up there north, uh, Dickie, and it's minus one and a half at a dollar ninety. So this is an important game for both sides. If the Cowboys win there well and truly entrenched in the eight and the Titans will sort of just drop off. By the looks of the betting, it's it's been really interesting seeing the market for the top eight where there looks like there's seven sides that are that are locked in. They're all under a dollar thirty-five to make the eight, and then there's a lot of teams around that sort of dollar seventy to two fifty mark to pinch that eight spot. So this is a very important game, only early in the season, but uh, these are the sort of teams that are fighting it out. So that'll be a good game tonight. And then the Tigers take on the Rabbitohs. So the Tigers had a big result. We were quite happy near Monday when oh. they knocked off the uh, Eels. A few multis might have uh, fallen over on that last leg, and they're four dollar fifteen shots against South Sydney. And just not convinced over South's form yet. They were in a little bit of trouble against the Doggies there last week until a sin bin happened. So $1.25 and the line's 12.5. If the Tigers can show the same sort of intensity as they did last week, I think they're going to be riding this game up to their ears. And Sunday's games, there's a couple of important ones there before we get on to Monday. But the Knights uh, against Parramatta, are you expecting Parramatta to bounce back after that shock defeat or the Knights with Kalen Ponga uh, re-signing? Do you think that will give them a, you know, a bit of a boost? Yeah, I, the, the betting uh, shows the Eels is short price favourites. They're dollar thirty-seven. The Knights three dollars fifteen, and the line's seven and a half. So the market is expecting the Eels to bounce back, but I'm just not a hundred percent sure there. Like the the Knights have been pretty good and pretty gutsy. It'd be interesting if uh, Dave Clemmer fires up. I don't know if I'd want to be uh, get copying that stare that he, uh, he put on to Zach Lomax there last week. That was uh, very intimidating. So I think they could have a have a big game, especially with Kalen Ponga putting the uh, signature on the dotted line. So 3.15, 7.5, I think, think it's going to come down to the wire that game. And then the uh, the late game, Robin Special is the Panthers at $1.11 against the Raiders at $7. The line's 19.5. It's been all one-way traffic for the Panthers. They're very, very hard to beat. Obviously, the uh, replay of the grand final from 1991, the first game of footy over watch. So it's uh, always a good game to, to sit back and enjoy on a Sunday over that one. And the Monday, the Anzac Day clashes, uh, the first game there at the Sydney Cricket Ground, the Roosters take on the Dragons. Yeah, Roosters take on the Dragons. So the Dragons are $4.10, the Roosters $1.25, and the Lions $12.50, $1.95, the plus $1.85, the minus. Do you get a gig in the coach's box on Monday, Dickie? Yeah, I'll have the suit on. Had the got new haircut and everything for it. Yeah, yeah I'll be, I'll be uh, up uh, in the whoa, coach's whoa, box. You in a suit? Yeah. What? Yep. Why? Uh, Roosters wear suits to Anzac Day. Okay, uh, Anzac Day, fair yep. enough. Yep. Yep. Just in the suit for the. We're playing for the uh, the Davis Howard Cup in this game. The kicking coaches. The kicking coaches are going head to head. Catch kick. Kick catch. Kick catch. Kick catch. I'd like to be on the overs if that was the uh, if, if they were the uh, the two defensive lineups, the Howard and Davis <laughs> Cup. I don't think there'd be a lot of defence taking place. But, um, no. It should be a. <laughs> <laughs> should be a, a. I reckon it's uh, the, the Roosters should get the money, but uh, Dragons coming off that win, it's obviously such a you know traditional game there. The twelve and a half seems like a decent line. Like it, it hopefully will be a good game. Hopefully we get a bit of entertainment. We've seen plenty of those games over the years come right down to the wire. And then the last game is one oh nine the Storm, seven fifty the Warriors, nineteen and a half. The Storm just looks so good at home. Very very tough to beat. Forty two and a half the total points there. Uh, I'll just have my little chime in with my bet by the okay, way yeah. for the 100 I'm going to have another anytime try scorer go if that's alright uh, this is like yeah, Greg, this is like Greg Norman going back to <laughs> Augusta <laughs> and having to sit through that you're going to have an, you're going to go back to the well yeah okay this is 87 now so I'm going to wait for Larry Myers <laughs> to get me somehow <laughs> um, 
So West Tigers Souths, I'll have Campbell Graham to score a tr- any time try. Campbell Graham, there he is. He's at $2.62. And then go to the game before that, if that's all right, Tristan. And, you know, I'll I'll get on board the Titans train, given the good people at Top Sport are on board there as well. And your man, who you're probably paying, I don't know, a, a 50th of his wage, David Fafita. <laughs> To, uh, David to, to crash over as well. Play a bit of crash ball yeah, on the edge there. Yeah, he's $3. He, uh, he's been enigmatic this season. I think he's probably putting it kindly. But $3 and uh, two sixty two Campbell Graham is $7.86. That multi works out. So we'll throw we'll throw that on. So that's uh, we've, got, we've got a couple of multis this week. So there we go. Looking forward to... <laughs> The hearing, basketball's, uh, the basketball's still going. Too. The basketball. No, I don't have to because yeah. the basketball's going to go for three more weeks. But uh, AFL, mate, is there anything in the AFL land? Is there been one team back to the exclusion of all others in the AFL? There has, and I, when I looked at the uh, the listing of games on Monday or Tuesday, I didn't think the team that would be backed off the map was would be the 0-5 Port Adelaide Power. But they've gone oh. from 13 and a half out to 24 and a half, and the uh, head-to-head's gone from $1.35 into one twenty-one, and the Eagles out to $4.60. Wow. So, yeah, the punters are very excited about a team that's yet to register a win. They did come home quite strongly against the Blues, but, yeah, they've got to do it for four quarters. And the other game that looks like it's going to be a beauty are two of the high-flying teams that we probably weren't expecting at the start of the season, where Fremantle's $1.70, Carlton two twenty, mm. and the Lions three and a half. And then, of course, the big Anzac Day match between the Bombers and the Pies. Stringer and Merritt have been named, so it'll be interesting if they actually line up. We'll see the uh, the extra four players culled off that list later tonight, but there's been a bit of movement on the fact that they were named. It's 247 Essendon, $1.55 Collingwood, and the line's nine and a half. Yeah, that's interesting, that. Now, how, do you, how do you go pricing that? Do you try and just sort of sit somewhere in the middle or play a bit of a guessing game? Yeah, well, we have moved the line four points on the back of it, so we've sort of yeah. got them half priced in. Well, obviously, then probably if they are named, if they're confirmed tonight, then they'll probably, yep. it'll probably tuck in a little bit again. But yeah, it's a tricky one because obviously, um, you know, you, you know, I'm sure you know better than most. If you want to get out there on Anzac Day, but it's uh, if if a player's out there and they're not 100%, it can also be a detrimental effect at, at times as well. So um, it's a tricky one to price when you got those guys at a 50-50. Golf. So we gave you a question with notice just before you came on. It was, it was enough. It was about six minutes ago. So the, the front page of the Daily Telegraph today, Greg Norman wants to play in the British Open. Whether or not he gets an invite remains to be seen. He's a two-time champion. It's the 150th anniversary. That all lines up and thinks, yeah, he, if he wants to play, he might be able to get an invite. However, there's a situation where he's trying to organise this Saudi-backed uh, golf extravaganza, and it's rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. That being said, mm. if he does play, how would you price Greg Norman for the Open Championship? I think it's in July at St Andrews. Mm. Yeah, well, there'd be a lot of zeros on the end of the price. I'm <laughs> so I think I think it'd be uh, be very rough, but it, it, it's a good story. It's good to uh, good to all Aussie fans. I'm sure will be watching it very very closely. I think there's going to be a few little hurdles he has to jump, but yeah, I'm tipping he'll be around about probably the 500 to one mark would be my my guess. So. Um, we obviously, I spent a lot of time going through the Excel sheets whilst I had that 33 seconds uh, notice to put, put together the price. But yeah, I reckon about it, the 500 to one mark would be where we'll price him up. Have you got the markets up for the for the British Open yet, or like a futures? Or yeah, we 
We did, yeah. We always pull them down just whilst the uh, the tournament's on. Yeah. Here we go. The Open Championships yeah. definitely is up, and uh, the favourite is John Rahm at eleven dollars. And oh no, uh, second favourite is Rory McIlroy at thirteen dollars. <laughs> Put a Scotty line through it. As well. <laughs> Ken Smith is he on Ken the? Ken Smith, the nineteen, yeah, yeah he's nineteen dollars. So it's 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 quite a tight uh, quite a tight betting affair at the moment. One of the, all the uh, European golfers are always interesting to look at. At that event, Shane Lowry, who's definitely always Irish, yes. according to my wife, is twenty six dollars, <laughs> and uh, Paul Casey thirty four. He is Shane. I like Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry, yeah. that he played very well at the Masters until he caddy gave him the wrong yardage, and he started having a go at him, and it all fell <laughs> to pieces. Oh, you don't want to get on the wrong side of the Irish people, uh, do you, there, no. Tristan, my man? But um, <laughs> let's talk about racing, feature racing shifts uh, away from uh, Victoria, New South Wales, and uh, heads to Brisbane and/or Adelaide. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a big meeting across. I, I love these days of racing because we've lost all the great ones that finish as we know, but we've got uh, good quality racing in all five metro states. So Brisbane's got the feature on the the day where we've got the Mick Dittman Plate where uh, Shakiro twenty six dollars into five fifty big goes. Been uh, obviously Prince of Boom and Sarantes have come out of that race, so these flux are a little bit irrelevant. But ingratiating three twenty and Alpine Edge at four dollars sixty as well. And then the Tab Tales Stakes is also another uh, another good race up there in Brisbane, where Quantum Mechanic is nine fifty into four dollars eighty. So some good racing at Brisbane. Another high quality meeting in Adelaide as well, where we've got the Redelva Stakes. I think the the, the favourite in that race can be very very hard to beat. Back in Alia, that's three dollars eighty into three forty. Glen Scope. So uh, you can steer around the uh, the hot pot or the favourite. I think it'll be a, a tricky race to uh, to get past, but. The other meeting as well in Caulfield, there's no group of listed races on, but it's the Vobis series. So you've got some high-quality horses there all running around for decent prize money. So uh, the Gold Mile sees Junipel 4.20 into 2.50. Sosie Bond 8.50 into 5.50. But the one I like earlier in the in the day is, um, and I'm very, very surprised the favouritism has flipped here. Grand Slam has been 3.30 into $2.00. Ain't no deal done. It's two seventy out to three ten. I, I think it should be the other way around. So I'll be having something on ain't no deal done in that race at three dollars ten. And then, as we said, the Trent's tip for the day is race ten number five. Nick Spur has been a big go. Seven in the three eighty. A lot of scratchings, but it was a little bit of support for it beforehand. And I think it'd be very very hard to beat there. Tommy Berry in the saddle. Very good run first up. And it has avoided a few of those ugly barriers. Now, there's been a few scratchings as well. And before we let you go, that is where there'll be no stupid multi because the NBA multi is still going. But my uh, bet this week will be that. Uh, race 10, number five at Randwick, Nick Alsberg. Oh, he's on board the on boss's board. horse. Well yeah. done. Uh, Tristan Millahan, we've got to go, mate. Really appreciate your time. And uh, good luck to your horse. We're all on it now. Now that Nick's, horse, uh, Nick's bet is on it. And you can thank your lucky stars that I didn't back it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boys. Have a good week. We'll speak to you next week. Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au. And welcome back to the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers, 100 years of innovation. Uh, the ground staff at Amy Parker got their uh, work cut out for oh, yeah. this weekend with the, the rugby union, the Super Round, all Super Rugby matches this weekend involving the Australia uh, Kiwi and the Drua team. Unfortunately, the Pacifica team not involved because Western Force couldn't front up. Um, they're all in the one place at Amy Park. And uh, tomorrow afternoon, the Melbourne Rebels have got the easy one. It's basically the bye. They take on the Crusaders tomorrow afternoon, the final match of the Anzac round. I jest, of course. Uh, a big part of the Rebels' lineup is James Tuttle, and he joins us right now. The man named as uh, known as Bobby. Uh, how are you, mate? How are things ahead of this game tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, good. As you said, pretty much a buy round for us tomorrow. So, and the Crusaders, 
Um, triple back-to-back champs. Um, coming off a loss, some of them have lost twice in a row for a while. So, yeah, it'll be a um, for us tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, beautiful. Just what you wanted going into that one as well. Um, mate, how's your time down at the Rebels treating yourself? You, you started at the Reds, you moved down there in, in 2020. Obviously, since 2020, uh, the world's changed a bit and um, it hasn't been easy going. Uh, how's it been for you? Yeah, it's been great. I love it down here in Melbourne. I'm a bit of a sports nuffy, so um, I'm in the right spot for it. Currently just prime my eyes over the back end of the Collingwood uh, main training session, so... Um, yeah, I love it down here. The team's great um, and a lovely city to, to, to play in as well. Uh, any ins or outs there for us, mate? <laughs> <laughs> any late mail? No, no, I saw Tyler Adams doing a few shots towards the end, um, but it was more just the rehab boys getting um, through their work. I think uh, some of the late stage rehabbers, the boys finished up a bit earlier for, for Monday Arvo's class. Mate, it's something that you know a bit about. You've had some injuries. Uh, what was it, back-to-back Achilles? Yeah, back-to-back. Did, um, did my first and then got through the um, first five months of it, and then it, it went again, unfortunately. So I had to um, restart and get through the fun bit all over again. Stopped me probably, what, 14 months, didn't run for and didn't play another game of Super Rugby for um, over 800 days. So it was a tough time, and that, that was during the transition down here to Melbourne, but I'm at the back end of it now, which is great. Mate, if I didn't run for 14 months, uh, I would be in a much higher weight class than I actually am right now, and it's not a good weight class to be in. Um, what about yourself? How was the rig at the end of that 14 months? Yeah, well, I tried to um, tried to bulk up as best I could and try and get some of the weight down to the calf, but it didn't quite work because you feel a bit smaller than the other one. It didn't, um, um, didn't transition down there, unfortunately. So, But I've dropped a couple of kilos since um, returning. Um, after that, but yeah, it was a good, um, good 14 months, just my feet, really recovered, which was great. James, uh, start of Super Rugby this year, playing the, the Australian sides and now switching over to play the, the teams from uh, across the ditch in New Zealand. Is there much of a game style change that you need to make, um, given that the, the New Zealand rugby teams play a different style to the Aussies? Yeah, they, they play a bit quicker um, and they like to uh, chance their arm a bit from their own half. So for the Aussie sides, you've just got to be on for a lot longer and switched on for a lot longer is the biggest difference we found um, at the back end of last year especially. So um, we see in the game last night, um, the Waratahs and the Chiefs, the Tars had a red card in the second minute and then a yellow card in the 15th minute and the, the Chiefs made a play in that, in that time frame. So... They take their opportunities when they're given, and that's probably the biggest thing um, that we can hopefully prevent tomorrow afternoon against the Crusaders. What do you make of that red card rule? The Okay, after 20 minutes, a freshie can come on. Uh, there's consternation from, I think mainly from the Northern Hemisphere, that it, there's a big debate going on about uh, the well-being of players, especially with head knocks, that if you bring a fresh player on to replace a red card player, you're creating a few more problems than necessarily needs to be created by having someone come on against fatigue players. Is that a factor or do you reckon they've got it about right with this rule at the moment? I think it's probably about right. I mean, from a player's point of view and, and also a spectator, I mean, if someone goes goes off in the first two minutes for a red card, you can you can pretty much write them off. And if, as a spectator, if you've paid the money to come and watch and you've travelled to watch, you know, that spectacle could be gone as I said, within the first couple of minutes. So I think 
to be able to bring someone back on after 20 is probably pretty good. Um, I, I know as a player, if we have a red, you, you're cheering after 20 minutes when someone's coming back on. Um, and then as a fan, yeah, you're, you're happy that you can go back to the full percentage players and the spectacle's not, not too far gone with it. I, um, everyone knows you as Bobby. How does that work? Is it a middle name or is it something um, that you uh, you look like someone? No, nah, well, Jim... Jim for James and then went to Jim Bob and that all happened by the time I was about six and then <laughs> from about six, six and a half onwards I've just been, been Bob or Bobby so I can have a bit of fun with it I guess I can pretend I've got a twin if I need to James and, <laughs> and my mate game. Bobby as well so um, I don't know what to introduce myself as sometimes to some people I just sometimes I go Bobby I mean, a bit more formal I'll go with James but yes um, it's, it's a bit of fun sometimes. Is, does James come out or Bobby come out primarily after a couple of jars and then switches back to James Ooh. when things cool down a bit? Yeah. No, I think Bobby and he stays for a while too. James won't resurface again until the next morning, unfortunately. So, <laughs> and then I'm, then, I'm in, then I'm in a bit of strife with the missus. So, um, so yeah, Bobby's, um, Bobby's the main alter ego, I would have thought, after a few few skewies. Yeah, like Dickie Navis in here as opposed to Nick Davis. <laughs> exactly. so. You've got to have him. You've got to have him. Now, James, look, the, the Crusaders have got threats all over the park. Where Where is the focus for the Rebels? What, what are you looking What do you need to be able to stop to, to get your game on? Yeah, they um, they strive off counter-attack and, um, and loose footy. So I think if we can kick well, um, which is the, the strategy we're going in with this week, and um, Trying to avoid the turnovers because the majority of their points and tries are scored off um, turnover and kick return. So, you know, if we can we can stay pretty tight in those areas, um, we back out of fence. And I mean, I don't think they're the, the Crusaders that they have been over the past couple of years. They've had a, a couple of close matches this year. Um, we're coming off the back of probably a really good month for us as a squad. So, um, we've had a great week's prep, and um, yeah, really excited to get out in front of a home crowd. It's an away game for us, but it uh, works well rather than having to travel across the ditch and head down to Christchurch and play. So we'll be in the away sheds tomorrow afternoon, um, which is perfect. Works out really well, having the away game at home uh, at Amy Park. That's tomorrow afternoon, the tail end of the Anzac round. All games in one place down there in Melbourne. You can catch it all on Stan Sport. Of course, uh, Bobby Tuttle. Thank you, mate. Enjoy playing the Crusaders tomorrow and the rest of the weekend of rugby. Cheers, mate. Yeah, no, well, hopefully that um, that deck can hold up. Don't know if they've got any Toro mowers that they use um, on the field in there, but I saw them during the week resurfacing a whole big patch of it. So um, we're the last game, but I feel sorry for the Storm. They're playing Monday night, so they've got the back end of it as well. Yeah, no, we don't feel sorry for the Storm. No one feels sorry for the Storm up in New South Wales, mate. So, <laughs> mate, really appreciate your time. Have a good weekend. Thanks again. Righto. Cheers, boys. Off to a quick break on the Males Club. Back to wrap things up with Trent Cochin, one of the greatest AFL players going around right now. Visit toromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, three big names in Australian sport have got involved in something called Posse Schools, uh, which is a school program aimed at primary school uh, kids for positivity around the playground and mental well-being for kids. Uh, involved is Ash Barty, yep. yeah. uh, Sam Willoughby, no, the BMX legend, and AFL great Trent Cochin, 
who is with Richmond, of course. He's played a thousand games for Richmond. He joins us right now. Coach, how are you? G'day, boys. How are you doing? Good, good. Obviously, you've got a game to prepare for this weekend and, and looking forward to all of that. But tell us about this program you've got involved with, mate, and, and why have you jumped on board? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's been a work in progress and, and something that we're really excited about. Uh, I launched Posy Socks about uh, 18, 24 months ago now. Um, and by extension of that, we've just launched Posy Schools, which effectively is a 21-day Kickstarter program where Schools um, can jump on board, register their interest, <clears throat> purchase Posy socks as part of the program, and with that purchase, they get the curriculum as well that's developed by uh, two wellbeing uh, leading professionals um, who have worked with over thousands of schools across the globe. Um, so we're really excited about bringing, you know, just those daily habits and, and actions that will hold um, our youth, but also by extension of that, the communities around the schools are in really good stead moving forward. So the thinking is with the socks, going back to that, is that that's one of the first things a kid does in the morning, puts on the socks, get rid of, you know, you yell to your kids, put your shoes and socks on. So they pull the socks on and, and that then maybe frames something in their mind that uh, goes down the path of positivity. Yep, well, there's, there's a quote on the foot. So when they do read that, it triggers uh, the thinking around whether it's something they've learnt previously as part of the program or something maybe their parents uh, have been educating them on or getting involved with as well. So same goes with Posse Socks. Uh, it's just an extension of that. Yeah, it's a bit like when Nick used to put his socks on for the Swans and it just read, don't handball. <laughs> or tackle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he kicked plenty of good goals, so uh, why would you handball if uh, you can do what he does? No, my socks said left and right, mate, left and right. <laughs> but it's important, uh, and Adam uh, spoke about the other names involved in, in the schools program. And for look, the people uh, in Sydney that don't know, it's important, like Trent was the, the premiership captain of one of the biggest clubs uh, in the AFL. It's important to, as a Richmond captain and premiership captain, to, to have a positive impact, not only on the field, but off it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that's, that's what's most exciting for me is um, a lot of the work that I've done away from the footy club and, and then uh, coming in as obviously one of the captains and leaders of our group. Um, so much of my life is now built around my purpose and um, that's very much what Posse Socks and Posse Schools is aligned to, uh, making a positive difference in people's lives, whether that be one or thousands. Um, I feel as though that's a, a really good way to attack life and I suppose when, when you are in that mind frame, uh, it lends yourself to helping others as well, which clearly uh, goes a long way to creating a healthy and happy community. I guess as well at the end of your career, uh, at the point of your career that you're at, which is towards the end, you, you, you're looking to transition and looking to for things to do beyond footy. And you look at someone like Ash, who's a really good friend of yours, of course, big Richmond fan, and you, you have a, a great relationship there. Um, how have you seen what she's been able to do and what she's now transitioning in? And, and is it relatable for yourself? Yeah, I think if... Um Clearly, her her uh, achievements have been uh, nothing short of outstanding, and she's worked incredibly hard, not just on her on her game, but also her as a person, as an athlete and a competitor. Um, but I think the thing that I love most about Ash's story is the way that she's been able to impact people just through her ability to tell story, uh, to connect with people, her own journeys. Um, you know, different to, to everyone else's. And I think that's what I love about athletes. Everyone has a, a different backstory. Everyone's got to where they are for different reasons. And, and Sam's no different. You know, he's faced, um, you know, probably as challenging as it gets um, 
losing uh, ability in parts of your body that you rely on so much to what you do. But um, through resilience and, and having a positive mindset, he's found a way to continue to impact the world in a positive way. Yeah, Sam Willoughby, the, uh, the BMX legend that you uh, talk of right there. Absolutely. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were dropping out. I was pointing at Nick Day or something. Everyone talks about Anzac Day, but the big clash for you uh, against the D's this week. Let's talk a little bit of footy. Uh, Hopefully, I know the Richmond Army will turn up, but uh, the D's fans didn't show up too much last week. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were having a conversation this morning, a few of the boys, and we don't want to take anything away from Anzac Day, and I've never played in one, so it's probably unfair to comment, but we feel as though... Each year, um, the Anzac Eve match seems to get bigger. And I think there's just something really special and unique about, you know, being dark and the lighting of the cauldron at night time. Uh, obviously, the MCG lights are the brightest there is, but when they're turned down, and it's quite an eerie feeling, but also just the ability to pay our respects to those that have served for us and continue to um, keep Australia a safe place uh, across the world, particularly with what's going on um, around the world at the moment. You know, we, we need to be grateful for the sacrifices that they've made. and no better uh, opportunity than to play against the team uh, that obviously won it last year, but uh, 5-0 and at the moment, and we're really looking forward to that chance. Uh, back to the start of your career, can you remember playing against Nick Davis towards the end of his career? Uh, it was a long way from me. He was in the midfield, and I was chained to a goalpost somewhere. We didn't really, uh, we didn't really cross paths too much, Trent and I. Yeah, well, I think... Particularly earlier in my career, I wasn't too interested in defending either. So, um, yeah, maybe we, we probably were going the opposite ways. Oh, that's a shame. I just wanted some thing <laughs> where he was maybe not concentrating as much as he should have been or, you know, out there. Because on occasion through these three hours, Trent, of a morning, the concentration wanes. It goes up, but oscillates somewhat throughout the, the whole time. Whereas yourself, <laughs> you seem like a pretty steady character. You're there. You're present all the time. Uh, well, we try to be. It's, uh, it's a challenging uh, thing in the, this day and age, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. How big is it down there th- this weekend for AFL footy? Because you don't really get a grasp on it up here because they took the GWS going down to Canberra and obviously in, in rugby league it's a big thing culminating in that SCG match on, on Monday. But this whole weekend is is rather large down there? Yeah, it is. And I mean, the, the sun's out shining beautifully today, which uh, always helps with the energy and and the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, as I said, the, the game seems to get bigger each year and it's just sort of the, the curtain raiser to Anzac Day uh, as we know it, which has always been a, a big one on the um, on the football calendar. Um, but we feel as though we're making something of our own as well. Well, mate, we'll let you go. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good luck this weekend and with the program, mate. It sounds like a real good one and it's going to have a really positive impact on some kids' lives, which is uh, only a good thing. Thanks again, Trent Cochin. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having us, guys. Good luck. Cheers, mate. Uh, Trent Cochin, AFL Premiership winning captain, and um, he he got to the point where he went, oh, I'd, I'd probably someone else better to be captain now yep. for Richmond. Tabby Nankervis. He kind of stepped aside. but I'm still... sure he'd be still absolutely involved in there and mentoring. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Trent Cochin from Richmond joining us, and they play Melbourne in the Anzac Day Eve match, which was brought in a few years ago and is raging su- success at uh, the MCG. And obviously the uh, the main match for Anzac weekend on the weekend down there is Monday with Essendon taking on Collingwood. We've got plenty of footy up here to get across as well for SEN after the break. Joel Kane, Brian Fletcher and co., are uh, on with crunch time. And um, here's our pump-up song, Nick Davis. Yeah, it should be. Good choice, Gibbo.
thanks for your company on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. Gibbo, have a good one. Nick, have a good one. Our listeners, have a good one. We'll catch you soon. And can you tell me, doctor, why I still can't get to sleep? Night time's just a jungle dark and a parking M16. And what's this rash that comes and goes? Can you?